find their illogic and foolish emotions constant irritant. Then transfer out! Freak! Belong in the circus, right next to the dog-faced boy. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Cheap, lying, no good, rotten, four-flushing, low-life, snake-licking, dirt-eating, inbred, overstuffed, ignorant, blood-sucking, dog-kissing, brainless, dickless, hopeless, heartless, fat-ass, bug-eyed, stiff-legged, spotty-lipped, worm-headed sack of monkey shit. Ah! Hallelujah! Holy shit! Where's the Tylenol? And now, together by live simulation via the internet, Scott Gardner. He's an asshole. And Chris Honeywell. Boy, is he strange. It appears we have lost our sex appeal, Captain. Yes. and welcome to Two True Freaks. My name is Scott Gardner, and I'm joined by my best friend, Chris Honeywell. Say hey, freak. How you doing? How you doing? (laughs) Hey. I'm doing great. And tonight we're going to be doing a DVD... DVD... DVD, We're going to be doing a DVD commentary for uh, a movie that we've been meaning to get to for some time, and we're really looking forward to this. This is The Flintstones. Starring John oh, Goodman, Rick Moranis, and Rosie O'Donnell. So this should the be a Rosie good time. Uh, I don't know that there's such thing as a lovely Rosie O'Donnell, but whatever floats your boat, man. You know what I mean? So anyway, no, this is Superman Returns with uh, with Brandon Ralph. Ralph. Is it Ralph or Ralph? How do you say that name anyway? Do you even know? I don't know. Glad to meet you, Ralph. Ralph the dog here. <laughs> you can't live with him. You can't live without him. <laughs> All right, so Superman... For someone so green, you're looking mighty blue. <laughs> Sorry. Superman Returns, and uh, I feel like we came pretty prepared for this one because you just recently rewatched the movie. Now, I haven't watched it lately, mm-hmm. but I've seen it a whole bunch of times, and... Each of us read the uh, the four issue prequel miniseries that DC Comics put out just before the movie came out. Now this was my first time reading these, so as Mine it too. may, huh? Mine too. Ah, so as it may creep up in the uh, in the conversation, we will uh, we will discuss you know salient points of of in said the miniseries. Of the movie, yes. All right, so. We are ready. I have my DVD in. I hit play and then I paused immediately. So that's where I'm starting this from. And I believe you're uh, likewise paused in a very similar place. So do we have anything beforehand? Or are we just ready to dive right into this sucker? I think we're ready to go. It's a nice long movie, so we'll have plenty of time to chat. 
Yeah. In the next yeah, we, two and a half hours or whatever. This, yeah, this is true, yeah. Because this, this is a lengthy one, so... And what I like about this one, for, for the sake of this episode anyway, is that there are lots of downtime moments. Maybe maybe too many downtime moments, but it'll give us plenty of opportunity to just blah, blah, blah. So, so we're going to give our thoughts. I would just, I would preface right off the beginning that I don't hate this movie. I mean, there's a lot of shit wrong with it, which I plan to uh, point out and all that sort I'm of sure thing. But I, will, I don't, yes. yeah, don't hate the movie. What, how do you feel about this one? I, I don't hate it. I don't know if I like it. I like parts of it. I like aspects of it. I like things about it. Um, but I don't know if I'm a fan of this movie. It's not something. It's something I might. I'll, I'll probably dust off and watch every once in a while because there's definitely things that I that I like about it. But I think it was definitely a misfire. <laughs> yes. You know what I mean? Yes. It was. Yeah. It was sort of. Uh, maybe I'll point out the point where it kind of died for me in the theater. I'll try to I'll try to pinpoint the moment, and uh, you know, as we go along, I'll I'll uh, I'll try to uh, you know portray how I felt in the theater while watching this movie. You know, right? Okay. I don't know if jo- joy turned to despair. I don't know if it's that extreme, but it definitely there was a point where I'm like. Hmm, this isn't getting any gonna get any better, is it? <laughs> See, the the thing for me is that it, it's funny because it, I, I go in, I went into this movie kind of the opposite way because as soon as it started, you know, it was kind of like okay, now you got to win me over. It wasn't ever a point where I was won over and then it slowly faded, you know, to disappointment. It was pretty much disappointment out, right out of the gate because I knew so many story elements going into the movie, so it was like okay, convince me, which it failed to do, but. uh but you know that said, going into it, there there are things that I really like about the movie too. So I'm going to try to stay positive and you know get, give at least a, a, I'll try to be somewhat you know balanced in my critique of you know pointing out the things that I don't like where I feel like they fail, but also trying to really talk up the points that I feel like they did something good because there are a lot of them. You know, I mean, it, it's not a complete failure of a movie. There there's a lot of stuff that actually does work for me. It's just usually not stuff that involves any sort of story. <laughs> it's yeah. more effects and, you know, things like that. So, well, I think I am ready to go. So just as soon as, what are you doing, like a three, two, one? I'll do a three, two, one, go. Okay, okay. here we go. Three, uh-huh. two, one, go. Go. All right. Dun, 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 dun. We are about timed up. Okay. Are you getting the, the little right. sim- symboly symbol coming out? The legendary it's pictures? Uh, legendary pictures just faded to black. So how are we doing? We're on we're on on the level. Alright. Okay. I like the little DC comics thing in the beginning, it's although I don't like I've the Marvel never one. To, yeah. I never liked the okay. See right here, <laughs> right out of the gate, the movie starts with a major handicap where uh, Superman disappears. Now, Jor-El 
told us in the first movie, you know, in, in Superman, the movie that, well, actually Superman says it too. He's, you know, when he's telling Lois Lane, she asked him about his origin, you know, where did you come from? And he says pretty far away, another galaxy as a matter of fact. Now, do you think it really is another galaxy or is this like Star Trek syndrome syndrome where they frequently interchange the words like solar system and galaxy to be like a synonymous term? To just mean is just mean a, a buttload <laughs> of uh, miles away. Yeah, right. you know, I, it's just it's yeah, it's 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 sh- it's like shorthand, you know, it's nobody's meant to think about it for more than it. Ta- it's like, oh, another galaxy. Yeah, that's a long way away, you know, right. So. It's just you know Jor-el as as baby Superman is coming to Earth and and the recording of Jor-el is talking. You know Marlon Brando's talking. He makes a reference to the twenty eight. I think it's twenty eight known galaxies. So I can accept the fact of an advanced culture that's thousands of years ahead of us knowing about twenty eight galaxies, but only twenty eight solar systems seems like that's not terribly advanced. So I'm thinking when he said galaxies, he meant actual galaxies full of billions of stars. Anybody who can point uh, um Okay, let me just say, right here at this point in the theater, I was creaming in my jeans. (laughs) Okay, this is neat here, but in a theater... So to be honest, yeah, but I mean, I was doing it without touching myself. It wasn't the same. It's not the same sort of <laughs> process that was going on. What was happening here is the John Williams movie was blasting out of you know theaters speakers, and all of a sudden you heard it big and wide, and see, and you see this, and like chills were just running up my spine. At this point, I was just going, "Well, yes, <laughs> this." This when, when you when you creamed in your jeans during uh, driving Miss Daisy though I have to say that that was just completely that was different. That was different. I was I I was tr- I, I, there's okay. There's times when you when you know you're actually. Tr- I'm not going to explain it any further because I've embarrassed <laughs> myself enough. But what just let me say this was about? this was a serious you know this was a serious. Um, you're talking about the 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 galaxies, the, thing, the yeah. size of the galaxies and the the layers of bullshit that people do in talking about. I mean, obvious, right. you know. I mean, obviously, the the you know, Jor-el, if he could pinpoint Earth and knew what kind of, you know, to at least some degree, what kind of um, planet there was, what kind of people were on it, and what level their their civilization was at. Yeah, they they definitely were, were were you know to say twenty seven solar systems as a scientist on the most advanced planet that, you know, in in yeah would be just the silliest thing in the world. You know, there's no See, scientist on Earth that would say that, that. You know the 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 thing we're ex- supposed to accept right at the beginning of this is that you know somewhere post Superman two. Earth scientists looked out into the heavens and thought that they had discovered Krypton. So Superman abandons us and leaves to go check out this Krypton. Well, 
I don't know, I could be completely wrong about this, but we don't have the technology to see planets in other galaxies yet, right? I mean, the right. planets that they've discovered are all still within our our galaxy. Well, right? even that, even then, in the comic in the comic book, they found a planet with crystalline structures and all that, and it's just like, no, yeah, we don't, we do not have that technology, no. Yeah. But even if we did, and even you know, accepting all of that that the the movie just simply starts with a premise that i personally can't accept that that superman would just run off with that little provocation you know plus well, because it's, right, emo, another... it's emo superman and he had to get to the <laughs> bottom of it well here's another point is i always love the fact that superman the movie seemed to take like real space-time bullshit into some sort of accounting because when when young Clark goes and creates the Fortress of Solitude, one of the very first things Jor-El says to him is he says something to the effect of by now you will have reached your 18th year as it's measured on Earth, meaning he's 18 years old. He says, by that reckoning I will have been dead for many thousands of your years. So say Superman got all the way to Krypton. Krypton was actually intact. He's like something that fell out of a fucking tree compared to these people now right. because they've advanced thousands of years. Do you like this whole sequence? Because I hate this. Really? No, I like this. This reminds it's, me of the it's 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 comedic. It's a little dark. The scene of the two dogs like licking each other's snout is a bit of foreshadowing. And I love this, the whole family being, you know, the whole family being at, at her death's door. And usually that's a negative thing. Usually that means the family's being eaten, but they're like trying to protect their mom from Lex Luthor, you know. And, and yeah, at, at this point, and, that's, and this is also the point where you realize that Kevin Spacey is going to do his Gene Hackman and the yeah, second time I, think... I watched this, I realized it's kind of a Gene Hackman light. He doesn't really he he takes a different approach. He isn't as lightly comic as Gene Hackman. No, he hits the same beats, I... but he does a slow burn, and he finally does snap in it. And he's a little more dark than Hackman. He takes it a little darker. Yeah. You know, he does his Kevin Spacey, who's always a little kinky and dark. That is one area where I feel like they they should have. I don't know that they could completely ignore where Lex was left at the end of Superman 2, but I, I felt like something different should have been applied because I agree with you. He's he's trying to do a marriage of of the original Gene Hackman with a more dark and sinister sort of a silver agey mad scientist Lex Luthor. I just for one thing I think and, it's personally Kevin Spacey putting his own, you know, yeah. being like See, and I'm I know an I'm gonna get beat gonna... up for saying it, but I don't like him. I, I just don't. I oh, there's I think something he's about a, him. He's that... a great actor and I mean in the theater the first time I saw this I thoroughly <clears throat> pardon enjoyed I was I was just you know, I was cracking up at some of his points, but I wish they didn't do the like Miss Teschmacher light, and if they had done a Miss Teschmacher, 
they should have gotten a better sex pot for it. You know, somebody with a little right, more. Yeah. I mean, because you know, Valerie Perrine is just you know she's she's a good actress and she's a you know a sex kitten type. You know, she was just perfect for the part. She brought a lot of subtlety to that character, a lot more subtlety. Yeah to the bimbo-y sort of, uh, you know, it's, it, it's like I say, it's, it, it, there's a lot of this and on the movie screen, it's a little different than watching it on this uh, compressed like this, like the lighting and stuff isn't very cinematic in this, like this scene here in the cornfield, you know, it's, it's nicely lit, but it's almost too uniformly lit to feel like, it doesn't feel like, um, it feels more modern and I know they're trying, you know, I would have, I would have made it even feel more like the, Don if they were going for the Donner effect, I would have even made it more seamless to this. And this, this scene was a little weird and like, why does he have another ship that he returns in, you know? Yeah. Why doesn't he just fly back, you know? I like, uh, well, I mean, he'd be returning to his home system, so he would need a ship. He couldn't fly back to a red sun oh, system. Right. And all that. I like Eva Marie Saint. I don't know that I'd seen her in anything since, uh, what was the Hitchcock one? She's so, is it, uh, North by Northwest? I think it is North by Northwest. Yeah. And I like you know. this part right here, but I, I would love to see the singer cut of this because there was a whole thing with Krypton. I mean, I remember it from, do you remember the ads, the, the trailers no. for this? And it actually showed his rocket ship, like skimming over the surface of Krypton and stuff. Oh, I'd like to see it's, that. Yeah. Yeah. He's been trying to get people to sign some petition to get it released, but I don't know how that's, how that's coming I, along. I can't believe that, Warner Brothers would miss an opportunity to make more to money sell it again. Them. Yeah, you know, it, exactly. That guy right there reminds me of uh, what's his name? That director, M Night Shyamalan, uh, Ding Dong, and Ling Long. Ding Dong, yeah, yeah. See, I guess my my problem with Lex Luthor in this is he hasn't. I don't know. I just, I really just don't like this iteration of Luthor. It, it's like they're trying to do too many versions all in one person, and you, he seems like he can't really decide which one he is. Is he the comedic, uh, you know, Hackman? Is he the Silver Age evil scientist, or is he the like John Byrne, Marv Wolfman, you know, evil corrupt businessman? But I don't like the fact that. You know, for one, like you say, his mall is kind of annoying in this one. I'm glad they kind of jettisoned Otis. I don't think I would have enjoyed anybody else trying to do Otis. But then he's surrounding himself with all these like prison lowlifes and everything. And I just don't see Lex Luthor, you know, associating with those kind of people. You know what I mean? Once he's out of prison, what, why once would they've he... outlived their usefulness? Exactly. You know, yeah. only the only the 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 bimboy girl. Right, but, you know, I don't know. I think they felt that there was some, you know, they were trying, yeah, it was this weird dynamic where they were trying to to fulfill all the wishes of everybody. And they, you know, I mean, they came fairly close to pulling it off. If it would have, you know, 
at, at this point, I was uh, I was ki- I was kind of really pleased the first time I saw it. At, at this scene, I was like, okay, this is it's different. It's a little more it's a little more of a subtle thing, you know. But the humor was still there, and and good special effects. Yeah, good special effects. Um, and and but just the general feel of how you know Luther can go from prison to all of a sudden now he's got a yacht and and all that and he just yeah, does it like he deserves it you know i'm glad you brought that up because i i you know like i said you know in the beginning we we read the comics going into this i've never been able to decide all right i guess here's the the real question he did the rich widow thing yeah no no no. I, i'm going somewhere completely different when superman went back in time in superman the movie what the hell did he do precisely? I because as a kid, I always thought he he went back in time and stopped the second missile that he failed to stop the first time. Now I'm not so sure. So did he basically he went back in time and he only saved Lois Lane? You know, I, I've never really been clear exactly you know, because you're you're thinking that, about it more than the writers who wrote it <laughs> thought about it, unfortunately. And this all right, is but say for the sake of argument that he didn't stop that missile, that, that basically everything we saw save Lois Lane dying actually happened. That means that Lex Luthor detonated a nuclear weapon in the United States of America, you know, and, and endangered uncounted millions of lives. I don't care how rich this old bat was. There's no way he's getting paroled within five years for that right, shit. No right. way hell that that's going to happen. Well, it would be, and, 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 and think about it. The old lady, no matter how much you romance, it would be like Osama bin Laden, her marrying Osama bin Laden. Even if he didn't, right. deton- even if he didn't detonate a nuclear missile, he tried to, he launched nuclear right. missiles on the United States. You know, that's pretty much, that's usually maybe something that would get you the death sentence. I would think, you know, maybe he was in California and they didn't have the, the death sentence. Ah, yes. Get your money's worth from Brando. <laughs> I am your father. Yeah, and 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 his the I my my big problem with his collection of cronies is they're just boring. They're they're generic looking. They're ge- you know there's nothing. There's no dynamic to them. You know. I mean, I I guess it could be argued that. You know he's a super villain, so these are his henchmen. But it just rings false somehow. Well, it if just, he's so rich, you know, he could probably get a better quality of henchmen. Right. I mean, now he's but, filthy, stinking rich. You know, why doesn't he hire like, you know, professional, you know, mercenaries or you know, uh, soldiers yeah, for hire? Or something I don't really like that. remember he, these. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I, I was done. I, 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 yeah, I don't really recall. Maybe we'll uh, see it in coming up, but I don't remember any of these guys having like a like one of the guys is like, I'm a bomb maker, you know, I'm the technology guy, you know, that sort of thing. 
you know. So it's a nice touch with the red star with the red amongst star all the other ones. Yeah, that's kind of cool. I think it would have been interesting to have him wake up and play with his senses a little bit, like see him look through the ceiling or, you know. Yeah, he's probably just happy about being a real boy. I'm a real boy <laughs> back at mom's farm. Come on, Fluffy. Is that the same farm? I can't tell. I don't I don't think it is, but it's hard to tell. It's it would be I would I don't be know, very I guess surprised. it might be. Be very surprised if it was still you know. I mean, I'm I, yeah, I don't know. I, it might have been a if it was a set, it was torn down probably for sure. But then again, I don't know. They used they reused it in Superman 4 or at least it looked like it. I I don't think it is though. I think the house was in a different sort of positioning in rel in relation to the barn but i don't i'm not sure there's, there's union guys you just give them some good pictures and they can uh build it you know so far i mean this whole movie is basically a big you know homage to the first superman you know right it's just it's it's mirroring it in a lot of ways you know with him you know with it starting out with him coming back from krypton Although, you know, the special effects have gotten definitely better. These are really cool shots of... I like that because it owes back to the uh, the old Kurt Swan, that, that, you know, short story of his origin that I always used to love so much because the art was just beautiful. Like where he jumped, you know, he would jump over the house and bury himself like up to his knees and stuff. I love that shit that, when I was, that was a, kid. a little That was a little... Uh, uh, CG there when he took off CGI yeah but this this kid definitely has the the Clark Kent smile like when he was on top of that that silo and he smiled it was totally had that Chris Reeve Clark Kent look to him yeah I've had this would this would be a pretty awesome moment in a kid's life where they figured this out. See, that's the sad thing. All these spe all these wonderful special effects. It's uh, imagine if like Richard Donner had all this at his disposal. Oh yeah. When when he made the first one, how just what? awesome it would have been. Yeah. Well, I don't know though. I mean, you know, as we as we pointed out before though, is that, you know, sometimes when you when you've got that ability to just do whatever's in your mind's eye and put it on the screen, sometimes it it comes off like, you but know, it, the Phantom it, Menace, you know if, what I mean? I'm saying if you put it in the time machine and cuz Richard Donner had the aesthetic of an old-time director, you know. Right, yeah, that's and, true. And he would have just basically done probably the same thing he would have done. It just would have looked more you wouldn't have had Mat lines hanging out and stuff like that, you know, or there would have been an extra little dimensionality of it. I always like I always like checking out all the pictures on on uh, yeah, Glenn know, Ford's up there on the whatever that is mantle or piano or whatever that is. His picture just, was there. It's just great because there was somebody who picked out, probably went to antique stores, picked out every knickknack on that shelf behind her, and and you know they photoshopped every picture and like okay here there's probably 
you know, they probably know who the name of every person is up on that wall. It's, I, I just, I just love little details like that. I wonder what the piece of music on the piano is. <laughs> and here's the whole part where he's just like, well, I left for five years for nothing. <laughs> There's five years of my life. I'm never getting away, getting back. And by the way, what do you eat for five years in space? Where do you get space food? Did he carry a big sack along with him? With like did he, a big brown bag? She made him a bunch of sandwiches. I mean, they would have kept because they would have been flash frozen in space. And, and apparently Metropolis is all made of red brick. Do you really see that much Chris Reeves in him? Cause I, or Chris Reeve, rather. Because I, I keep hearing that. I see flashes him, of I just it. Don't see I see it. flashes he looks of it. Sad to me somehow. He doesn't seem like he's as he's quite as as uh, you know. Chris Reeve had this great look, especially in the first movie. Like he was sincere and he was serious, but at the same rate, he had just enough of a look about him, like like he knew some secret that. Well, there that, was a little wink. Nope. There was a little wink to yeah, the audience that wink. he was Superman. There's no wink yeah. on this guy. This well, it's the it's the WB syndrome. All these are WB. He actually looks younger than Christopher Reeves did. In, right. And you know he actually looks more like a doofy kid, and he's physically like slighter. You know, everybody's skinny and slight in these. You know, everybody's sort of like a model version, unless you got like, of course, Perry White, who's, you know, an archetypal grandpa type but all the main characters so get Jimmy that Hulk. they take mm -hmm. a little bit I'm of character the, the the character of them is is you know they're 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 sort of homogenized a little bit you know they're sort of uh, airbrushed down they're skinnier and like their hair is a little more styled you know and, and it right. might ju it might be the modern hairstyles to make it seem a little different but yeah, that's just the mo that the modern look is, you know. I mean, he's just a lot smaller guy than Christopher Reeves. I mean, even Clark Kent had a bigger, you know, um shoulders and and just now, now this shot of him, he actually looks like he's it, it got the 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 profile there. Now that you're looking down at him, his shoulders look all wilty. But that long shot it like he probably had padding in there or something. There's just glimpses. There's every once in a while he'll make a little smile or he'll say a little phrase that, you know, and I mean, he was probably studying Christopher Reeves for some mannerisms to absorb a little bit of it. I mean, if he didn't, that's uncanny. But yeah, you know, but I mean, you got to give him some slack because it's a different person. He's not Chris Reeves and. But, you know, it's what this it's the line this thing is trying to skirt of like how seamless can we make it, you know, or or right. make it reasonably seamless so it doesn't seem to so it'll match, you know, so it can basically be technically Superman three, you know, Superman three, two, three point two or three point one or whatever. How can you sneak up on Superman? Superman just acted like he snuck up on him because he didn't want to give away that he heard him coming. So he said, I'll just 
but I'll act surprised. So I guess uh, five years ago, Jimmy was nine when he was working at the Daily Planet. Yeah, yeah exactly. And this kid is pretty freaking young, you know? Well, that's what I'm saying. Everybody looks younger. I mean, Lois, come on, you know. Right, yeah. I mean, Margot Kidder looked 10 years older than this actress, and and five years have passed. So it's... it's I'll give them know. one thing in this. You know, they, they didn't go with, like, Chris Rock or something, which was all the rumor, you know, at the time. I mean, they actually went with a kid that, Oh, you, you know, mean Chris Rock is... Like I could... thought you meant as Lois Lane. <laughs> That would have been an interesting casting choice. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, there, there was a rumor out there that they were going to cast, like, Chris Rock or, or somebody, you know, as as Jimmy Olsen. Oh. And it's like, are you serious, you know? That's the point, yeah. I love I love that. I love that. The one ate the other one. That's awesome. That's a t that's totally a great dark, dark little touch that would have been in the original movie. Weren't there two of them? <laughs> Now this scene I'm split on. There's parts of the scene that I really like, this whole sequence or you know Luther's little room and in here. I get what they were trying to do. I don't think they're a hundred. They were a hundred percent successful. And this was this was about the point where I was going. All right, this movie could go either way now. It's it, it's I right. love I love I love the little that that's a very Richard Donnery so. And when, you know, things start going haywire and, uh, you know, the trains are crashing and stuff that I love that. I, I love that scene. That's just it's an homage to the, the earthquake sequence in the first in the movie. first one. Yeah. But it, it, that's but Jack, it's... Uh, Jack Larson, the original Jimmy Olsen from TV right there as the as the, the bartender. bartender. I think I've heard Mike Bailey say that that's actually supposed to be Bibbo, but I'm not I'm not completely sure on that i think so though but yeah that's the original adventures you know the old george reeves adventures of superman tv show that was jimmy olsen on that show the old guy i want to go ahead and get the the crystal thing out of the way because that next to the next to the the boy and the timeline that just doesn't work that's my biggest complaint with this movie is where in the hell did Brian Singer get the idea that if you drop any of the crystals into the water, that they would grow a whole nother continent. That is the most ridiculous shit I've ever heard because the, the whole reason that the, the fortress was grown was that that one crystal, the one crystal, the green one, was programmed for that so that he would have yeah. his place where he could go and commune with his father. Yeah. No, he it thinks, wasn't he thinks it's gremlins, man. Right. Don't and feed the crystals oh, after I midnight. And... I mean, I like the idea that he would go to Superman's fortress and steal alien technology. They should have just run in that direction. But mm -hmm. this right here, here we're getting to it right now where they're sawing off a piece you know that that they saw off a piece of this crystal, drop it in water, and it and it grows. That, that I, God damn it, I hate that. It's just such a bastardization of the whole idea of. You know, once the, again, the you're not supposed to think about it for more than two seconds. I know, but I just I hate it so much. 
the Lex Luthor is really the thing that that ultimately ruins this movie for me. He's just I don't like I don't like the portrayal. I don't particularly care for the actor that's playing him and I hate this fucking plot. This idiotic thing with him growing a continent and you know well, Lois yeah, has a, but that's you know, I thought that was in the tradition of the whole like, you know, dropping California into the sea, you know. Right, but the problem with that scenario is he legally owns what's going to be left. I mean, Lois asks him in this movie, she says, and you think they're just going to let you keep it? You know, this new continent. A question he never does answer. You know, really, I mean, he expects he's going to wipe out, you know, the United States. And even if he doesn't end up taking the rap for that, how is he with three or four henchmen going to well, fend off the other governments of the planet that are going to want to make some sort of claim to this brand new continent. It's just, it's ridiculous. Well, maybe he'd do some sort of holding the world hostages hostage by threatening to drop more crystals into water and, you know, so leave I Luther, guess. leave Lutherland alone or else we'll, uh, <laughs> we'll make more well, see, this is lands. Where, this is where I think that him actually, you know, scenes of him actually like tying one of the the crystals into some computer thing and trying to decode their technology. That would have been the more intelligent way to go with the story yeah. rather than he's got these magic crystals. You know, you put them in water and they yeah. grow. I would have liked to have seen him shooting lasers into it and retrieving information out of the crystals. I've learned, you know, now that I built a reader. You know, now now I can program or or have him go. Now I can program a crystal, you know, and I'll program right, this I'd one like to, to grow into growing, something. Yeah, growing like crystal warriors or crystal spaceships or crystal laser guns or something and, and arming himself up, you know, something yeah. like that. You know, using Kryptonian technology against the yeah, Earth. Making Not a, like a, some sort of kryptonite laser or red sun laser. Now... Now, this is an awesome scene. Uh, again, logic falls apart because I'm sorry, NASA wouldn't have a project like this and have a have a plane full of civilians and reporters and stuff like that. You know what I mean? In a right. Pro, pro, not after the, you know, the Challenger. <laughs> Yeah. So I never really thought about that before, but you're right. Yeah, it does. It, it, it's it's just a it's a it's kind of a cheesy story element too, but you know, once again, you're just not supposed to think about it, and that's fine. I can deal with all the cheesy, suspend your disbelief stuff, if the tone of it is moving along, and and this this movie just sort of hints like this scene. The sequence is kind of, up to this point, there's been a lot of sort of little humorous touches and stuff that, that you know, like that that add to the you know to the feel of it and I'm going okay this you know I'm 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 into this I like that sort of just light fast fun you don't have to think about it too much it doesn't have to make perfect sense but they don't get it rolling you know it, it stops rolling if it if if it just keeps rolling with that tone and things don't quite match up Eh, if you keep moving forward, you're not worrying about it. You know, you're worrying about how he's going to get away from the missile that's coming at him, or whatever, or whatever's happening at the time. And uh, but this gives you plenty of time to sit and think about what you just saw and whether that worked or not. You know what I mean? And once it, I mean, 
actually the movie is about to peak at this point. At this point, I'm still in the theater. I'm enjoying myself. I'm going, okay, this is just a nice little walk. It's kind of a walk down memory lane for me. And uh, at this point, I'm going, okay, I can, obviously, Lois Lane is on a plane. There's a space shuttle strapped to it. Something is going to go wrong. It's a Superman movie. So, you know, the setup is all here. At this point, I was pretty psyched. And that one pay- astronaut looks a hell of a lot like Perlman, doesn't he? What's that guy's name? Ron Perlman. Ron Perlman. Yeah, he does. He looks a lot like him. And uh, I'm a sucker also for you know stuff like this that's and and seeing people in the cockpit of a spaceship that's taking off and and stuff like that. That stuff always it, when it's done right always gets me. At, at this point though, I was a little I I didn't like the fact that Lois Lane was too young. And not brassy enough. She didn't have, you know, she's too soft and smooth and. Really, and nice. you think so? Yeah. I thought she had the. I thought she had the. She has tough a little... reporter to, to the to the point of almost being kind of a bitch down. I, I never faulted her her performance. I faltered the fact that she's too young for the part that she's uh, playing. And maybe it wasn't like 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 Margot Kidder's had a sort of self absorption to it. Maybe this is right, a mellow. Yeah. Maybe it's a yeah, but maybe it's a mellow. Well, she's Lois a mother because she had a kid, right? But at the same, that's a just this is i love this it's just getting really cool now sorry <laughs> i i one one complaint with this part and it, it's coming up here in just a second for me right from when i was a kid one of the most exciting moments of superman the movie and and it's somewhat du- duplicated in in the very beginning of superman 2 but i mean a, a quintessential moment of any superman adventure is the shirt rip, you know? And in Superman, the movie, it was perfect. There's a nice build, you know, even a, even a small joke is made where he, you know, he goes to go to the phone booth and it's, you know, one of the newfangled, you know, half a phone booth type of things. But, you know, it's very exciting. The part where he runs into the street, the John Williams music comes up, he tears open his shirt and we see the full S it comes right into the camera And then he ducks into the revolving doors, becomes Superman. This part here tries so hard to do the same thing. The music's building same way, but then watch this shirt rip. It's terrible. It's off center and you don't even see, you don't even get it. I hate that shit. I it's off. They ruined (laughs) a perfect moment. I mean, that S should have been huge and in your face in that moment. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I just felt like they, but, but other than that, the whole rest of this, man, I lo- I felt like they nailed what I exactly what I wanted to see out of Superman, you know, where he comes trucking out of nowhere, you know, faster than anything else in the air. This is where this movie, this is where it's working for me, right? Yeah, here. yeah. I mean, this uh, this is uh, yeah. That, right there. That, I love that shit. great special effects he just whips right by oh it's fucking awesome see i should have felt this way through the whole movie i should have been constantly going oh this is awesome oh this is just you know total geek you know geek moment but this was it you know yeah (laughs) 
There were one or two other little zings, but this was the only like full-fledged entire scene that worked for me the whole time, you know? That shit's awesome. Little CGI'd looking, but still pretty good. Just a little bit, but it actually gives yeah, it a little Fleischer look to it. Yeah, you're right. I like that. Little moment of weightlessness, of weightlessness there. Yeah. Now, I wonder if that's true, Too like they went up in the Vomit Comet, or if that's all done in some you know, computer type of thing. Splat, she's paced. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she should have many, many, many broken bones, but we won't quibble Ouch. about that. Many, many, many broke, broken pelvis. Every joint should be pulled out of the score socket. This is just phenomenal because it's such a beautiful blend of what was already there with John Williams, and then he goes all original with his own stuff. And man, it's exciting. See, I love the fact that this movie can really make Superman scream through the sky. I mean, yeah. just going full out, which, you know, I mean, you know me and Superman the movie. It's my favorite movie. But even when Superman was trucking at his fastest in that, the only moment in that where you really get a sense of, holy shit, is Superman really, really going fast is when he goes around the, the Earth, you know, breaking the time barrier. You know, he's really trucking in that part. But the rest of it, like when he's chasing down the missiles and all, it you don't. I never really got a sense of like some serious speed. Yeah, Mach but five this style. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But when he's when he's chasing things in this, I mean, he's really flying. I love swing snaps. Now that's some Fleischer type stuff right there. That's good. That's cool. God damn, that looks neat. I love it. Well, because it really looks like when you're looking out from a plane, you can see the waves and the water, and it's just... Right. Oh. <laughs> I love this. Overspeed. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> right at the camera. I love it. Right to the front of the plane. Something I can't wait for us to watch together is... Uh, See, I think that right there is my favorite shot in the whole movie, where yep, he just... Yep. He's at the nose, yeah. And and this is a perfect ending to it. This is a this is right out of... This is a perfect Donner-esque ending, right in a baseball, in a baseball game. Yep. Well, I like this, too, because this reinforces my theory of how Superman's flight works, because you'll notice that all of a sudden he gets the ability to stop the plane the closer he gets to the ground. So I always had the, the theory that his flight works because he's actually got some form of like a almost like a telekinesis type of thing to where he's actually pushing against the ground mentally. Uh, okay. Subconsciously, of course. But you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I liked in the comics that his clone had this ability called tactile telekinesis. And I always thought that that would explain why Superman could like pick up a battleship and it wouldn't just fall to pieces at the stress point where he right. was holding it. You know, because he had an ability to like keep it together with his mind kind of thing. 
Because that would have been that would have had to have been what he did here. Because otherwise, holding an entire plane by the nose, the nose would have just snapped well, off. Well, a, a, a plane, yeah. the body of a plane, the fuselage of a plane is very light. It's strong, but it right. has. And you saw that, and when he was coming down, where the ripple went through up through it, you know. Yeah, and, I love uh, that. And this is and, and this this was one point where I was like, "All right, he's doing the Christopher Reeves really well." Yeah. He, I hope this hasn't put you off flying. That's see, he's very... trying, but I, I just don't see it. It's you know, not I, quite I know there. it's the same line, but yeah, it's not. It's because... I see them as two completely different Superman. I really don't look at him, and I just don't see Chris Reeve. Maybe it's the costume, too. Well, may, you, you I know... just don't look at this guy and see Chris Reeve. I see another actor in a different Superman outfit, you know? Much as I I love it to keep the 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 Donner feel to it, I think it was a mistake for them to try. I think it yes. was a mistake because every the ghost of everything Superman one is haunting everything and every everybody who's watching it, every actor who's trying to be, who's in the shadow of Chris, and Chris Reeves, not only like was so good in Superman, but had, came to a tragic end and was this you know just this person yeah. who is an all around like stand up guy his whole life and you know was always very classy so it's a big shadow to stand in and a big big super yeah. shoes to fill and at the same time he wants to pay tribute but he wants to not copy him which would be kind of rude you know so it's everybody's like walking on there's a definite feeling of things being held back and eggshells being walked on through this whole right. movie. Yeah, you're it absolutely never, right. It never commits to any feel or or tone for very long or or with any kind of, you know, energy. I think that this movie could have could have accomplished everything that it set out to accomplish that was worthwhile and and watchable and enjoyable about it if it had simply just been a new superman movie unattached to the cuz that scene that we just got with the airplane could have been in a new superman movie i mean this you know the all the you know the first how far are we in now maybe a half an hour or so yeah you could have done the entire origin part right there and had that catching the plane be the premiere of superman you know saving lois lane in a in a in an airplane accident you know you've you've saved your best part right there and you jettison all this other bullshit with you know superman's back after 5 years and lois lane's got a kid and all this shit that ultimately were, were the things that people didn't like i mean i appreciate that he loves superman the movie i love superman the movie but yeah i agree with you that the slavishness to those first two movies is ultimately what dooms it when you it try to wrap this if they would have really committed to it they it would have been great like if the, like this guy who plays perry white he's doing a good job and he's sort of yeah he's sort Lord of franklin and and he's sort of yeah, it's Frank Langella. That's right. Yeah, he's a great yeah. actor, but at I the same time, Langella. he's dialed back from the original Perry White. Everybody's dialed back to be a little more realistic, a little more modern. No, screw it. If you're gonna go Donner, ha, you know, make him make him a bit of caricatures. You know, how old do you estimate this kid is? Fourteen. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> seven or eight, maybe. I'm not a good judge of uh, of uh, Rugrats. There's no way eight, this maybe? child is five, five or under. No way. No way that kid's five or under. But he would have to be to fit in the yes. in the uh, timeline that we're given here. Superman's been gone for five years. Also, this is something I thought about when I was reading the prequel adaptation was, okay, Superman disappears. Okay, spoiler, if you haven't seen the movie, although I don't know why you would be listening to our commentary before you've actually watched this movie, that's Superman's child, which means that when Superman split and went off into outer space, Lois Lane was pregnant with his child, which means that that had to happen pretty freaking quickly after the end of Superman Returns, which don't even get me started on that whole thing, all right? Now, All right. I should know by now, having two children of my own, but I, I forget. I can't remember how long after a woman gets pregnant, she starts to show. But somewhere in that small little window, I mean, I think come it's on, in it the only first takes three months. Nine, that's what I'm thinking. So say say three months. I, I tell you what, I'll, I'll split the difference with you. It takes nine months from from the time you know the 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 baby's conceived bingo, to the baby's bingo. born. Right. Yeah, I'll split the difference with you. Four and a half months before she starts to show. Just just for the sake of argument, that means in four and a half months between the time she got impregnated by Superman and the time that she got it seriously involved with Richard White. Are you fucking serious? I mean, she got over Superman that quick that she fell into a relationship with this other guy. I just the mathematics of the whole thing don't they just don't work. You know, once again, you're not supposed to think about it. at you're all. Not so, that's exactly it. You're not supposed to think about it, you know. But come on, just... when they drop that bomb at the end of the movie and reveal who the kid is, how mm -hmm. can you not stop to think about it for a minute and go, wait a minute, this well, movie you, just you, completely you fell apart a, mathematically. You need Well, you need a better movie to make you not care when it falls apart mathematically. You need to be right. more, you need If it was a better movie, you'd be doing the math like the next day when you were thinking about it and going, hey, wait, that doesn't add up. But you know what? I still have... You know, the, the reality is you had a hell of a time while you were watching it, so it doesn't taint the experience as much, you know. But when the movie isn't holding up, you know, mm -hmm. like this, all Superman's of this. Superman's back and Kryptonite's in town. How convenient. You know, that's what he just saw, essentially, in that paper was that, mm -hmm. you know, Kryptonite's mm -hmm. but... on a tour at the local museum. It's like, come on. Yeah, but still, that I mean, all those all those things would have worked if if I, I mean there was stuff like that in the original, uh, you know. See, watch her right here. Come on, Th this is like. See, that's that's the bitchy kind of, you know. Uh, she sold me with things like that, because that's just kind of a you know snobby bitchy kind of thing to do. Yeah, but there she was, knows yeah, he's got the hots for her, and so she plays him to her advantage but she's got no serious intention of ever giving this guy a, a tumble you know what i mean that's a very modern woman tough as nails business bitchy kind of thing to do i think 
maybe it's just me, but with things like that, she kind of sold me in in the performance. It's just that she's too goddamn young. She's young. She's too young. She doesn't have the, you know, the old Lois Lane had some miles on her. She had some cigarettes. And Margaret right. Kidder, let's face it, sounded like she'd smoked some cigarettes in her life. Although she was right. probably freebasing cocaine or something like that. More like that right. at that point, you know. Something happened to her because her brain definitely took a little bit of a a few steps backwards. Well, plus, she treats Clark like shit in this part, which I don't like. You know, I mean, you would think that she would stop for just a second and, and listen to herself and realize how much she's probably hurting this guy's feelings. You know, well, the, well, the thing is, the old the old Lois wasn't mean to Clark as much as she was just. She, it, it, her, if she was, did something mean to Clark, it was just out of indifference and not paying it, being absorbed in herself right. and her world of cub reporting, you know. And here she, yeah, she's being bitchy. But I never took Margot Kidder's version of Lois Lane as being really bitchy at all. She was, she was, she was more saucy, you know. I like that. That yeah. scene where he just did flyby didn't quite work for me, but this right here looks good. I like. No, I like. That. I, I I like it because I like the quality of that light, the lighting, and I like mm-hmm. the 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 feel of. I love that kind of lighting on a skyline of a city. It always looks really cool. It always. Yeah. It 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 give it, it gives that feeling of being in a city and being around the big buildings and that. It's 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 always very exciting. Here's I would have liked where, a couple of cloud cars whipping by, though. Here's where, um, here's where we get a little creepy. See, I don't. Oh God, that I know you me don't. Of, I, I just, I don't, I don't see it. I just don't. I, I've read. I a, think a this, is this is something. This is something like if you, if you and I were Superman, this is like something I would do. <laughs> But I mean, I it's not super- like he's catching her, you know, in the shower or something. I mean, I think he's honestly yeah, he trying did? to he I think if he ever caught her in the shower, so, yeah, I think he would instantly just whoops and fly away. You know, I think he would. I don't think he'd hang around to watch. You know, it's just not who he is. I don't see him doing this to be creepy or invade. Or, I think he's he loves her and he's trying to bring himself up to speed on what exactly is the situation. Where do I stand with right. Lois? But that's the inter- yeah, that's the internal um, that's the internal um, dialogue and a lot of stalkers. Just, yeah. <laughs> you know, that's well, like, I'm, you know, I mean, I, I a lot of those stalkers honestly feel the feelings and stuff, and sometimes they've honestly been slighted or you know something by the people they stalk. But right. you know, just because they they stalk them and kill them doesn't mean that they can't be good people like me. <laughs> Who are we talking about here again? Oh, wait, no, Superman, anyway. But <laughs> I we can talk this, about you some other time. This guy's this guy's part was good. He's 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 a little bland looking. He's kind of too generic look but it's the WB syndrome again. But I, I, oh, like, I like the fact uh, that he kinda looks like he kinda looks like Superman. You know, he's sort of like a, yeah. a second fiddle Superman you know, guy, but well, you know, you know, you know who he is, right? He's Perry White's nephew. No, I mean, he's uh, he's Cyclops from the X Men movies. Oh, 
I only saw the first X, the first two like once, like on, on as bootlegs, like a long time ago. So see, I really, as soon as he gets what he what he was after, he gets he, his answer and he leaves. So it's not like he's stuck around. A, you I know. know it's still it's still a little bit, it's still a little bit. You know, I mean, I I picture I, Superman I looking through walls for the purpose of fighting crime. <laughs> You know, instead know of his saying, own personal use. I, I can use. see where people's complaints coming from. I just don't agree with it. I think they're reading something much more into something that I see as kind of a sweet, innocent, and heartbreaking scene. I mean, you can see the heartbreak on his face. He's honestly upset about this situation. Okay, well, let me ask you this. Okay, about, you know, 10 or 15 minutes later on in here, how do you justify the part where he's making out with the, the little kid? Oh, I'm sorry. What? I'm thinking of a different movie. I'm thinking. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just being a jerk. I mean, this this scene actually <laughs> looks like a comic book page come to one of the painted comic book pages come to life. I really, I really like this in some ways, but still, it doesn't a hundred percent work. I no, like the idea. Doesn't. I like the idea of it. It looks really cool. It looks like what it would. It, you get a little bit of the feel of what it would be like to be sort of doing that, to be sort of floating up above the atmosphere of Earth. It's really cool. I love shit like that. And uh, See, this right here seems very like like TV superhero show to Well, they me. just this switched whole... to handheld cameras for the first time in, right. in, in the movie. But All of a sudden, then you had again, handheld... I mean, yeah. I mean, if you go back now and look at the car chase sequence from Superman the movie... That part looks pretty cheesy now, too. So, I mean, I guess you could kind of, well, you know. I think Brian Singer really, really studied. Stu There's a lot of, like, back a few minutes when they were all having the big meeting and Perry White was talking to the whole staff, they had a dolly, sh not a dolly, but like a crane tracking shot down the whole table and then between right. all the people and then they sort of fill back in the gap. That was a very old school Richard Donner like shot. You don't see many shots like that in modern movies. It it breaks out of the that's not the modern language of movies. A lot of the editing and stuff in this is the modern language language of movies. But there's there's always touches and elements. So he was he was looking at it from an editor and uh and uh you know from a strictly cinematic point but he just doesn't commit to any kind of approach to this movie you know right that old cop right there looks like a guy i work with you can tell that neither one of these security guys is a is a uh Air Force veteran, because if they were, they'd know aim high, shoot mm -hmm. him in the head. Well, the first couple shots, you realize he had some sort for a. That's a hell right. of a. That's a hell of a bulletproof vest, because. Okay, I like this part. I can't help it. It's yeah. cheesy, and it's pretty bad effects, but I still think this is freaking awesome. Because I don't know how they could have pulled that off back in, mm -mm. you know, the 70s. I do like that. Although Superman's pretty reckless with the ricochets right here. <laughs> yeah. 
But it really looks like bullets are just bouncing off him. But it's the colors oh, of yeah. it are very the, those co the colors that are happening here are super Fleischer style. The way that the the way that there's almost a laser glow coming out of the the gun. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Well, that's the kind of stuff that I. That's like. I yeah, it's a little Matrix-like, but that's the kind of stuff that I like to see, in a Superman <laughs> movie. The bullet, crushing itself on his eyeball. I hate this part. You just take like the next like five minutes of this movie right out for me. This is like Superman three type shit right here. I really yes. don't like this part at all. <laughs> this is this is, is this Ooh, Richard dark. is this Richard Pryor like skiing down the side of the building? Yep. Yep. Exactly. With his big pink cape on. Yeah, it is. It's completely ri just ridiculous. Well, this is also it's and also And then make matters worse to, you know, that that they cheaped out and Lex didn't have to travel anywhere but down the street in Metropolis to acquire his kryptonite. Then they throw in the ridiculous thing of of even pointing out that originally this meteor was in Addis Ababa in the first movie, and it's like, yeah, I, I know that, but you guys cheaped out and just had him go to the Metropolis Museum, and and it's oh, I hate yeah. this part. You know, well, I appreciate the, when they try to throw a bone, but when it, when it just comes off as just flat, you know, right. It's stupid. She breaks well, the key off. Throw the fucking emergency brake, you dumb bitch. Well, here's the thing. This is, you know, he he set he set up her car. Basically, he set her up to die here, and it's sort right. of the same. This is just a, a echo of the Miss Teschmacher scene, where he's right. gonna kill her parents, and Superman's like, "I'll save your parents," and you know, it's and, a nice and, Mustang. Though. And you know, it's the the. I like that. I like that too. I like that moment of like the car. Uh, is that a Mustang? Maybe it's not. I, I, I thought know. it was a Mustang, but maybe it's not a Mustang. And it's nice. There was a, that nice over-the-shoulder shot. If you notice, she was actually steering. <laughs> yeah, she was still yeah. unconsciously steering. That was that's a nice little touch. That's like the birds in the in the and movie. The birds. One, or uh, Action Comics number yeah. one, rather, like that. Yeah, that part I kind of like. That does look like a Mustang. I remember watching this with somebody one time, and they were like, wait a minute, how did the car turn itself off? Well, Superman can do that with his heat vision. Yeah, he just made an electromagnetic pulse that turned it off. <laughs> he takes way too long to decide what to do right here. He could be deciding in the air. Yep. He's just, he's just, he's realizing he's got, he's having this little internal dialogue going, all these people need me. Look at the way they're looking at me. You know, I've been such a fool to have been gone for five years. I wonder if Lois will bone me again. <laughs> he just needs to fly back to her house, pick up Richard by the scruff of the neck, throw him into the sun. Problem solved. That's how you solve all your problems, man. If I was Superman, that would be how I solved all my problems. 
Goddamn straight. I think we should throw more shit into the sun. I, out of principle, I think we should bingo. Come on, you. The, 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 that's I'm gonna go ahead and let the cat out, out of the bag right now that you and I are gonna do a, a Superman four episode because, you know, that movie. I, I like the movie. I'll just be honest, but that movie. I mean, how can you hate? the one Superman movie where he does what Superman does best. He throws shit into the sun. Come on, I, I, I could never hate a movie that where Superman does that. His son throws a piano <laughs> into somebody in this one. Kinda... <laughs> I mean, if, if Nolan and Goyer want to totally win me over with their, with their remake that I'm dreading so much, they can have Superman chuck something into the sun. I just don't see the words Nolan and Goyer winning you over in the same sentence if the opening shot of that movie is superman throwing i don't care anything into the sun i'm i'll like i'll I'll probably like the movie what if he's flying by the sun he blows his nose and tosses a tissue into the sun would that i'm good with that i'm good with that i like this part that's cool yes Wonder who that guy is supposed to be. Oh, that's cool. Gotham. What was nice is is that scene where with the security camera, you could see his cape. He was moving at super speed, and his cape is flapping behind him. That was really yeah. cool. That's cool. I wish they'd panned over to him and he had his ass in the air though for that f- part where he blew out the fire. <laughs> I don't. I, I think a super fart would actually cause a huge fireball. <laughs> <wouldn't> it? <laughs> It'd be like. Did you notice in? I'm trying to remember which one it was. Maybe it was the Lois Lane one. It made reference to uh, to Vicky Vale and uh, another caped something or other caped wonder or something they called him. Uh-huh. Did you notice that? No. Oh, it, yeah, it was, a, it was a thin reference to Batman, but I thought that was interesting. Wait, in the comic, you mean? Yeah. Cause, yeah, they said, and and Lois is like, yeah, he's like, maybe I'll get Vicky Vale on it. And she's like, she's just that a photojournalist. Yeah. 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 Yeah, those, those, the, the, I, I found those comics to be very thin on, on content. They, you know, they set up, okay, Lois, you know, how she got in a relationship the first comic was basically the the you know the beginning of Superman the movie line for line for dial you know it didn't even really it, you know. it made me realize even after all these years how much I really 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 wanted them to do a Superman the movie comic book adaptation when I was a kid and they and they never did I mean it's it's a beautiful adaptation beautiful. of it too yeah it is. It's beautiful. I mean, the art was gorgeous, and it, it was pretty faithful. And it had a couple, a couple little added things and all. But yeah, I really liked that. It's a, it's a shame that, uh, you know, that's all that there was. Because hell, they, they could have done all four of those issues with just recapping the movie. In my opinion, I mean, they largely did, but it was like in segments. You know, a little bit. You know, the Lex Luthor yeah. issue told the Lex Luthor part of Superman the movie. You know, the Ma Kent part told you know her angle, and then. You know, Lois, you know, recap things. I noticed a big old goof in the Lois one, though, is that one of her memories 
it showed her buried in the in the dirt and Superman ripping the door off her car. There's no way she could remember that right, because that it, now it never happened. Didn't happen. Yeah. He just shoved Superman back in your what? <laughs> yeah, I was waiting for her to say down my throat. Yeah. Oh, I they didn't uh, go there. That's not what I was waiting for. <laughs> That now, curl, does the kid the... recognize him? Because I always got the feeling maybe the kid actually recognized him right there. The the, the curl in that picture is a little ridiculous. Yeah. I always liked uh, I liked his hair in um, Superman Four because they were going much, much closer to the way John Byrne was drawing his hair at the time in the Superman comics, which I, that's my personal favorite See, look I'm... of Superman anyway, is the, is the Byrne one, you know, because he didn't have the ridiculous spit curl. He had more just like a, a, a wave in his hair. And I liked that. This is so goofy. Yeah. You know, I'm, I have a soft spot for all of this. I just realized because I'm an evil genius at heart and I want my own fucking giant massive yacht like this to hatch my <laughs> evil plans on or a submarine what, another one? or an airship. Yeah, whatever I can get. I want a fleet of these motherfuckers, man. I just I, I, I would love I would love to have like, you know, one of my friends like walking down a long corridor and they come out and there I am down at the end of the hall next to the piano musing about, you know, you know how I'm going to bring the world to my knees so yeah so I I have a soft spot in my heart for Lex Luthor I'm very happy that Lex Luthor has a sense of humor it makes him <laughs> and, and you see here's the, here's the thing about okay they yeah they've they've dialed back Luthor but if you know the Gene Hackman Luthor you can see Kevin Spacey looking at all these people and you can see him thinking what a bunch of fucking morons you know oh my god these guys but it back in the original superman he would have articulated it you know he was just constantly calling to their attention how stupid they are and this one he just sort of rolls his eyes a little bit or just gives him that that blank you can't be serious look and uh it's yeah everything's just so dialed dialed back and it's like why would you want to dial back a Superman movie if you're going for that fun, well, fun one, one big thing I can think of in that instance and I apologize if I make these sort of references far too often but you got to remember where I work but it's kind of the reason why you know did, you know, there hasn't really been a Mickey Mouse feature in a long, long, long time because you cross this point where your your iconic character, you know, your your trademark character becomes an icon, and it becomes that much harder to do anything that's well, truly they're like, they're like a politician. Or, they're, they're like a politician. They they become like politicians. They have to think about everything they say and do. You know, right? Mickey Mouse. Mickey Mouse can't do anything that could possibly offend anybody, you know. Right. And that's not just Disney. Be you know, it's just it's Mickey Mouse. You know, they're it's their right. brand. You know, they don't want to. They don't want. They want Mickey Mouse to actually be for everybody all the time, 
And so to do that, you have to blandify him to make him acceptable to everybody. And then it just becomes acceptable. Mickey, I I don't know if I'd be interested in seeing a feature Mickey Mouse movie because what could they do with it, you know? It's better to have goofier... Supposedly there's one coming, but... You know, now that I say that, you know, I went and said that, but now I'm going to shoot holes in my own argument because I would argue that even in this quote-unquote enlightened age of, you know, the 21st century and our stupid liberal value system and everything, they did do one thing that I would classify it as stupid, but some people could classify it as ballsy or, or, you know, modern or whatever, I guess is the whole thing with the illegitimate child. I mean, that was... Imagine that back in, like, the George Reeves era. That's fucking scandalous, you know? No, Superman doesn't have a bastard son. Superman wouldn't have had premarital sex. That was... Well, there you go. I mean, back in those days, they did everything shy of stoning a a woman to death for having a a child out of wedlock. So that, from a certain point of view, is a kind of a ballsy move for Superman. I just... Well, I you know, Superman it's just, it's, all it is character. is, all it is is basically, it's like, I, I think the ballsier move was having him have premarital sex in Superman 2. <laughs> and this is right, just like, yeah. this is like the pigeons coming home to roost. So it's like, it, you know, I mean, it, 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 yeah, it, 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 it under, now he's has to be, it actually is a little more Puritan because now he has to be responsible for his his um um in you know premarital sex and it's also in the middle of a um they're not married are they that's right they're just uh they're just together but he's still right. you know she's in a rela- you know he's in the middle of a relationship with a kid and stuff so he's got to sort of keep his distance but, but that's yeah. Christopher Reeve right there yes, that little yes. face maneuver just made was yes. total Christopher and then, the, and then the look out of the side of his eye yeah that's right but then it's gone <laughs> I'll be honest with you I like this part I really do I you know this is again right up there with the uh with the catching the airplane this is one of the few moments I feel like really worked wow I never noticed how green screen that was behind her until just now I think but I like of- this part I think a lot of green screen comes more out more when you swatch it on the small screen because yeah. it didn't seem like well, that. My contrast it. must be funnier on this too because the colors look kind of kind of weird. It almost looks a little bit like Sky Captain the way I'm watching it on the computer. But uh, uh, yeah, I, well, it's it's the higher definition of the of the monitor and everything too. I mean, because this looks completely different when I watch it on my television in the mm-hmm. living room. But oh yeah. I like seeing it like this. It looks it looks nice, but it's it is definitely easier to spot, you know, fakery and everything. But I like this part. But this is another thing. All right, granted that she and Richard are not married, I get that, you know. But come on, you know, it, it, it's 21st century sensibilities. They're effectively together. They are effectively a family. She's living with him. You know, the, the child is there. So this also makes Superman a bit of a homewrecker or, or wannabe homewrecker. On top of being you a know? stalker? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's not, he's not he, comfortable with that portrayal of Superman, you know? I don't... I just... 
I, I would love to be able to have a half an hour with Brian Singer and just ask him some questions. And, and the big one being, you know, I, I see you holding up these, you know, these pictures of him holding up signs saying, I love Superman. It's obvious he has an affection for the character. So why do, yeah, that S or that curl does look ridiculous on his head right there. Why did he make certain decisions with this movie? Why did he do certain things? Because a lot of the things that were done with Superman in this movie do an extreme disservice to the character, in my opinion. He's a he's a director. He wants his dramatic scenes to direct. You know, it gives him, it gives you it gives you some, uh, it gives you some chemicals to play with. Too bad he did. Too bad he didn't really. You know, he only half mixed them up. I also noticed in the uh, I think it was in the Lois Lane issue they retconned the Daily Planet building so that during the helicopter sequence where Lois meets Superman for the first time when he saves her Uh there's actually a globe on top of the Daily Planet building well how the hell does that work when you're trying to land a helicopter on (laughs) you can't fit both you can't have a helicopter and the Daily Planet globe on top of the building at the same time it doesn't work that stood out like a sore thumb to me Damn, that looks really good behind them right there, though. Yeah. I like that. This was about the best flying special effects I think I'd ever seen. Although, as someone who's jumped out of plane, right now she'd be going, can you hurry this up because I'm freezing my ass off. It's like 15 degrees up here. <laughs> He's doing something. I always had this in my mind when I was a kid. Like, even in the first movie when he took her up, or even like when he took her to the Fortress of Solitude and in the second movie. He's heating up the atmosphere she's, around them and yeah, stuff. Yeah, he's doing something, yeah. Yeah, because she makes that remark. You know, he, he asks her in the second movie, he goes, uh, are you warm enough? And she says, I guess I should be freezing, but I'm not. And I always had a feeling he was doing something. I like this scene, too. This is really neat. Yeah, I like that. I mean, you definitely cannot fault the special effects for the most part in this picture. I like that. I think that looks really, really good. But they're just, yeah, it's just like isolated moments. And, but like I said, I don't not like this. You know, I don't hate this movie. But I don't know if I, I don't know if I want to say I like it or not. You know, I don't know how. I mean, it's obvious. It doesn't grind my gears to watch it. But right. it's just sort of like it leaves me with a feeling of, of just unfulfilled potential. Right. And, you know, really, there's 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 no there's no momentum from really after that after that sequence of him saving stuff. There isn't really anything that's like gets me really excited. You know, there's one more scene coming up that that I can watch over and over and over again and go, that's Superman. That's exactly what I want to see out of Superman. But. You know, it, from this point on, they're kind of few and far between. Right. But there it, are some genuine. But the problem is, is that, you know, after this scene right here with Lois, from from here on out, it's all snippets and it's almost all non-story elements. It's it's where Superman is saving this or rescuing that or, or you know, that sort of thing. It, right. it, it, it's at this point, 
I, I stopped honestly caring about the story and I just wanted to see Superman doing Superman things. Which is why I say the next movie could uh, could really – how they could work it for me is if they don't really try to put much of a story in it. If it's just, you know, here's, here's Disaster X and have a lot of Superman – well, actually, what I'd really like to see is just, you know, Threat X comes to Earth and Threat X and Superman throw down for two hours, you know, and you get a lot of – buildings crashing and cars being thrown around and people running into the streets screaming and shit like that and Superman has to fight and save people and you don't really get into much of a story because it's the story part of Superman movies that I no longer have faith in I, I have on. very little faith <laughs> dream on cool my right friend there. yeah yeah. Uh, but I mean I just don't feel like anybody even comics creators these days you know as evidenced by the stuff they're putting out in the printed page i just don't think that anybody understands superman these days they don't get what what i thrill to in superman they always want to put some you know some bullshit in there you know some weird motivation or some you know something where they gotta gotta try to jazz up the story or something it's not good enough that he's just cool he's just superman doing what superman does you know yeah, well remember we were that was sort of my complaint about the dark knight <laughs> is that i was sort of, yeah, sort of hoping yeah. that the dark knight would be batman just doing his thing and there you go well, thank god this isn't dark knight you know what i mean i mean thank god that this doesn't give me i mean i can like you were just saying i can sit through this i may have my complaints there may be a hell of a lot of it i don't like but at the end of the day i can watch the movie and I can pull some things out. I, I can enjoy pieces of the movie. Whereas those Batman movies just, <laughs> I find very, very little to say anything positive about in those movies. They're just joyless, you know? But this isn't Dark Knight. No, at least it has some of that light atmosphere. I'm just saying, don't expect any of that light atmosphere in the, I just don't, with with the director, producer, writer team, I just don't see it happening. I, it would be all th- it mm-hmm. would be all three of them working against type, and they're not people known. Uh, I can't say as much for Goyer as as That's beautiful, yeah, as uh, as the other ones, but they're not known for changing up their style or changing up the their tone ever. You know, it's not like Oh, you know, Nolan's made a couple uh, comedies, and Snyder's done a couple, you know, a road film, and the, this, that. They, you know, they don't seem to play around with different tones. They have different subject matter, but the, their tones always seem to be dark, gritty, fake realism. Realism that'll look cheesy ten years down the line, but is sort of a fake... You know, it's realism that doesn't really stand up to... <laughs> the scrutiny of realism. Is this a bad time to point out the fact that Superman destroyed the Fortress of Solitude at the end of Superman 2? No, no, yeah, it is a bad time. You could have pointed that out when Luther and his gang were walking in there in the (laughs) beginning part of the movie. Now, I know somebody out there is going to say, well, you know, that was in a cut scene or that, you know, that wasn't really part of the theatrical thing. But I would argue... 
that it's extremely likely that more people saw that in the televised version uh-huh. of Superman the movie than ever saw it in the theater. In so, the theaters, yeah, you're right. What does that say? Vanderworth? Is that what it says? Vanderworth. Vanderworth University. <laughs> she does the mommy thing convincingly. It's just... I don't know. There's something a little bit funny about... The Luther character did step up a bit for me, though, once he actually has Lois yes, and their well, interactions. He's, or, been doing or, a, or nice. he's been doing a slow burn this whole time until he, he finally snaps coming up in here. And that's where, you know, I could see Kevin Spacey do it. You know, it's his his take on Luther is, is uh, there's a scene coming. I, I like this part a lot. I like this a lot. I do too. And again, here's here's another piece of my evidence for this kid being much older than five years old. Now, granted, he is Superman's son, so it could possibly be argued that you know he's super smart and all that. But come on, a five-year-old that knows about breaking and entering. But and at the same and now that I say that, you know, if it's truly been five years, right on the button, and there's no extra time involved, say it's five years, because that's what they keep saying through the whole movie: five years, five years. That means the kid's actually like four years and three months right. old. That kid is way older than four no. years old. I'm sorry. And my kids are, you know, extremely intelligent. But at four years old, I don't think they had a clue what breaking and entering was. So come on. See, yeah, I, I like love, I love, I love that where she's just like, and it's the wigs. It's so goofy. I love it. And right here, this is my, this is another one of my Somebody favorite. Flush the toilet. My favorite character oh, no, part. Moving away. <laughs> right here. I love this. <laughs> Everybody's brains are going tick, 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 tick. I love it. I love it. It's a ridiculous coincidence and it's acknowledged in both of them going... It reminds me of an old battle in outer space wars that I don't even remember the situation, but it was our Han Solo and Leia characters, and they were on another planet, and they meet up with one of old Hank, Hans Hank's old friends, and they start <laughs> talking, and she's like, "You know this guy?" You know, it's that sort of like ridiculous right, coincidence. Yeah. But here's where you know this is where he gets to do his like now I snap and now like. I'm funny, but now is where he gets, you know, truly evil. And and he starts he starts dialing it up in it and it and it gets better, but it took him, you know, however long it it took him, you know, an hour and twenty three minutes into the movie to to get to that point. 
See right here, he's mugging like Gene Gene Hackman does. You know, he's making faces and still dialed back a little bit, but he's got a swagger starting to go. You know, right. See his little thing there about, you know, she she just asks him, you know, didn't you have a few years to go on that double life sentence? And then he says, well, you know, Superman's good about swooping in and catching the bad guy, but what about Miranda rights and making your court? Hey, come on, whatever, you know, yeah, <laughs> come on, don't insult my intelligence. If that's true, if if the court was going to throw it out because Superman didn't read Luther his Miranda rights, then why he wouldn't he have in... been sentenced at all. Yeah, why was he in jail in the first place? Exactly. It's a nice yacht, man. I want that yacht. I know it's computer generated. I still want it. <laughs> and I love that there's a pool table on it. That's ridiculous. Come on. It's a glass bottom boat, too. He's starting to bounce around. His juices are starting to flow. And maybe maybe it's because now that he's got Lois Lane, now he's back in the groove of Lutherness, you know. You know, he's engaging Lois Lane's. He now, you know, he's finally feeling his oats. See, that shot right there, that was pure Gene Hackman. It's just like the Superman moment that got Christopher Reeves. It's just like... I wonder why the hell they didn't just get Gene Hackman then. He's old. Know? He's old as hell. So? So? It would, it would even screw up the the time. T- you know, it's like, how come Superman's kid's only four and a half years old while Luther's aged 20-some years, you know? Plus, I bet you they were like Kevin Spacey. He's a nice, nice draw. You know this. This has a nice little peppering. You know, and and Martin Landau is a nice. You know, re- respected Oscar-y actors. You know. Where did he find a cartographer to do all this? Right, right. Well, no, the no, right. The the which, right, exactly. And then install it in the rich old widow's boat <laughs> right she's just uh she's just now figuring out what his plan is see again another callback to uh to superman the movie you know with the the mall is going to be the one to throw a, a a monkey wrench into his plans it's like oh, come on I like that part. I think you know exactly what this is. I do like that part. See, he's not entirely stupid. No, no, he's... He sees the boy getting sick right now. He 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 was. You could tell when he first 
when he first laid eyes on the kid, he was like, hmm, I don't know, you know. He knows who Superman's girlfriend is, you know. So <laughs> now that he's got this near him, he's he's got he's you know yeah. But at this point, I was going, "Fuck no, man! We don't need us. What? Why are they introducing? That's you know." What? Because uh, I was thinking, what is there going to be a Son of Superman movie? Because no, I don't want it. You know, do not want. You know, it's like, what are they going to do? Are they going to have to? You know, they're they're forcing further move movies to explore the Superman has a kid thing, or to totally like, or, or be like, oh, I don't know, he accidentally swallowed some kryptonite and died, and the you know, do a nude on him. From the with the next movie, <laughs> kind of makes you wonder though if uh, I like if, this music uh, too. Yeah, if the kid had actually started to exhibit signs of of kryptonite poisoning in that part, what would Luther have done? Would he have killed the kid right there? It kind of makes you wonder. I don't think he would have. I, I would have think he he would. There would have been more uses for the. I think he would have probably like kidnapped him and tried to raise him. Used his mental powers to psychologically turn his kid kid against his parents and raised him as his own supervillain. Kickass supervillain. Come on. I kind of like the I kind of like this scene. Where he goes and he plays the piano with the kid, he does. He do, doesn't he? he play like sits down and like yeah. Uh, That was creepy. That was like something looks, out of the Dark Knight. <laughs> yeah, guy's creepy. I but he look he looks kind of familiar. Like I should know him from something, but I, I don't. I can't place who he might be. I like her outfit. I like that shot. What's that? The the kid's feet kicking. Yeah. That's a nice little nice little cut in shot. 
that a real tattoo? I don't know. It looks like one. I don't like this part. I mean, I like the effects and all that sort of thing, but it's just... Oh, this, the plot here is just so stupid. I'd just love to know, where in the hell did Singer get this goofy idea about the crystals? Because it showed them being used in Superman 2. You know, you put one crystal in and it teaches you about trees and shit. You know, you put another one in and it teaches you about the Phantom Zone villain. It didn't... I never ever got the impression that each one of them the, contained the the code to, you know, grow a new Krypton or so. It's just... Yeah, well, oh, well, it's stupid. It's, 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 it would be... It, a, it would be... Uh, Jor-El would not do it for this very reason. <laughs> you know, he would be like, you know, right. Uh, I don't think, I don't know if you've ever read the Kurt Vonnegut book, cat's cradle, but there's a, uh, there's a scientist who creates a, a chemical, a crystal called ice nine. And it basically, if you like, if it touches water, it freezes it. And you know, and it'll just keep freezing whatever water. So, at the end of the movie, someone drops the ice nine into the ocean and just freezes all the water on the planet. And, uh, yeah, this is sort of the equivalent of that. He's shooting a thing that could just, you know, technically this planet is so covered with water and half the life, right. all the life on it is basically made up of water. So he'd be just shooting like almost this bomb that would just destroy a big hunk of the planet, you know, sort of counter right. to his plan so yeah it's it is it's ridiculous but i'll tell you what i never thought of it until i heard you griping about it <laughs> well not to mention the fact that you know here Jorel shoots a, a a rocket at the planet containing all these crayon made up of all these crystals i mean he could have potentially destroyed the earth if his if his rocket ship had, you know, yeah. gone off course or whatever and crashed in, you know, the Pacific Ocean or something, you know? And I also find it implausible that this guy would be getting ready to beat Lois Lane to death. He would probably just ch chuck her back into a chair and be like... Right. Okay, the guy's got to be dead, right? He's got to be pulped. We pretty much agree on this. Yes, blood should. There should be a pool right. of blood forming. Yeah, I don't like the idea of Superman's child murdering somebody in his very first super act. Yes. You know, I, I have a serious problem with that. You know, even if it was defending his mother's life. Right. You know. Maybe murdering is too strong a word, but, you know, killings, he killed somebody. You know, that's so counter to everything Superman is about, you know? I don't 
I just. But the kid wasn't raised as Superman. He's a normal little kid, and a normal little kid would push I a piano into somebody. And but that, but I don't think that's the stuff to worry about in a Superman story, personally. So right. you know, I don't think, you know, I don't want to be thinking uh, uh, at this point. It, this this was at the point where uh, in the movie I was I was in the theater going Jesus Christ what happened here, you know, I was having a good time, <laughs> and now it's turning right. into all these little weird MacGuffin-y things that I don't want I don't want to deal with Superman's kid I'm frankly I'm not interested in Superman having a kid or his kid or any of that you know. Maybe if it had been a story element that had been developing in the comics, you know, for years, you know, and had sort of gotten its legs, okay. But this was sort of developing something in the movies that was an important plot element that probably that would either it, then it's like, all right, are you going to start having Superman have a kid in the comics too? You know, that was actually one good thing for a time that came out of this was that yeah he actually did have a, a son did. of sorts it, it wasn't his biological child or anything but for a time he and and lois did have what what equated to a super son and as much as i didn't really like how they got there the reasons why they did it in the comics i came to really like where they were going with that story and of course you know they ended up fucking the whole thing up horribly oh imagine but that for a time it was good you know <laughs> I like that they both came to the well he's a pilot yeah time. well that's what I'm saying like he's the, uh, yeah and they framed... now, I like the build up music here because this is, you know, again, the classic John Williams, you know. Mm-hmm. It's right up there with the with the build up to Superman running out into the street in in Superman the movie. See again, we don't get well, we get sort of a short rip there, but again, it's not it's cool, but it's not I do like the little sonic boom thing, although it's funny, sometimes he has the sonic boom and then other times he doesn't. I love that what they did with his hair, though, that it shows, again, that he's really motoring, you know? Yeah, it doesn't It doesn't look like somebody's blowing a, a this, ceiling right, fan on him. Oh, right there, I love that. That's just like out of that scene that always ends up getting deleted out of Superman the movie where he tries to fly into the path of one of the missiles to catch it. I love that that little like yeah. skid to a stop in midair is just oh, I love that shit. This, the scene is of land collapsing under the water is pretty neat. Yeah, and the good special effects. She's just not trying hard enough. See, this is when it's going to get it back into some some points where I actually like oh, bows. <laughs> That's cool. On his head. Some Product placement. There. Yeah. Yeah. But again, you know, this is the parts where I think this movie really works the best is when you got Superman doing his Superman thing. And we're about to get a whole mess of it here. So this makes me happy. 
Godzilla's coming. It's a good scene. Do newspaper offices really have a whole shitload of TVs all over the place? <laughs> just, just, yeah, so, like one for every desk. So they just, they get what they print for the newspaper by watching the TV news, I guess. That's actually pretty cool. Can't fault the special effects. Like they say in Die Hard, they're gonna need a shitload of screen doors. I Ow! Superman just snapped his neck. Exactly, the guy's spine. Yeah, hurt. That was a it was, that was a neat landing though, of running. I love that. Boom. This use of the heat vision is pretty cool, too. I like this. That's pretty cool. See, this is all the this is all the shit that works for me in this movie. Well, this is like this is like the Donner film too. It's like a big Rube Goldberg setup, you know, everything going wrong. You right. know, you just see every, you right. see all the little the dominoes falling. Yep. And yeah, it does that very well. Oh, you know what I just thought I never thought of this before, but oh my god, this this movie could have scored some fucking major brownie points with me if they'd have had a building tipping over and he had to write it like he does in that one Fleischer cartoon. I would have loved that shit. You know what I'm talking about? Uh -huh. Remember the one Fleischer like, cartoon? I like think it's the Mad Scientist. Well Stuper does scientist. it too. <laughs> You know, the one, the mad scientist, the mad scientist has that uh, electrothanasia ray and he oh, shoots uh, the base oh. of a skyscraper and the skyscraper starts to tip over. So Superman has to like, it's been you know, so like, long since I've seen those Fleischer oh. Supermans. I'm going to, you know, we'll be watching those. So, oh yeah. Run, run in circles with your hair on yeah. fire. Where are they running to? A safe place? Where is that? Well, well brand new helicopter pad. <laughs> helicopter That's pad. That's a dumbass. Stand right underneath it. Helicopter pad problem solved. That's cool. Boom. That's pretty cool.
I do like that part. The Atlas. Hey, 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 that's my car, asshole. Explain that shit to your insurance agent. Exactly. Well, technically, Superman's not a god, so it's not act of god. <laughs> it's more of a demigod. We don't really know what to classify him as. You say what fell on your car, Mr. Garter? A globe <laughs> fell on your car? Um... All right. <laughs> Don't no, like this, don't. don't like this, don't like this. I'm right with you. I'm right with you. Stop you mean... looking at me all creepy there, Mr. Shamalamal Ding Dong. It just it just turns into like they recycled the set from V'ger and wet it down. <laughs> and had yeah, some it looks bad... like I never saw the movie, but it looks like the trailers to that twenty twelve movie to me, where they're flying all over looking at all the damage everywhere. Oh yeah. Well, he did brain her, didn't he? She, she's got like a bruise or something yeah, on her he, head. He, he chucked her into the wall. I'm glad he's dead. This part I like. I mean, I don't like the whole growing continent thing, but, it, you know, if well, it's got to is... happen, at least it's got a cool special effects part coming up here. Well, it's mirroring the earthquake in the in the in the Superman right. movie. Right. Oh, now her little bruise thing on her forehead's gone. She had a nice shiner there a minute ago or whatever you call it, like a. We're in trouble now. <laughs> Kaboom. That's cool. Well, plus, they seem to kind of sort of remember physics here in a minute. Yes. Where the, where the thing literally like snaps in half, you know? It does a Titanic. Yeah, totally. Yeah, right there. Collapses under its own cool. weight. Yeah. Yeah. It just sure. happens to break it at the point where uh where they are too, so that they can look up at the sky. Oh shit, we in trouble. She needs a signal watch. Yeah. Well, I thought Superman could hear everything. Only if he's listening, I guess. Huh? <laughs> ah! I hate when that happens. Yeah, you get Ow. used to it. Ooh, that had to be dangerous. Okay, here comes the part where Lois Lane's skull should be caved in. Oh, like it shouldn't have been in that plane when she was getting whipped around <laughs> in supersonic She speed. must have a hard, hard head. Maybe she's got like an adamantium skeleton. That would explain a lot of this movie. 
you watch this part right here, this freaking door just nails the yeah. shit out of her. It would be, uh, if this movie wanted to be realistic, it would be kind of interesting if she was, like, brain damaged after that and sort of talked out of the corner of her Boom. mouth like a, like a stroke bit victim. I mean, come on. That was a huge metal door, and it came right down with all kinds of... That should have just caved her freaking head in. The next movie, she's in a wheelchair because her spine <laughs> was crushed. <laughs> be realistic, you guys. You're being realistic. Only if it has a flashing light. <laughs> Do you still love Superman, Lois? Super <laughs> <laughs> Lois, would you like me to use my my spine regrowing powers? Boop. Uh, I don't have any. I'm sorry. I was I'm just fucking with you. <laughs> I'll never let you go, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> okay here comes another one of my moments right here good moment or a bad moment a great moment this is this is second only to the to the catching the the airplane for me right here this is oh my god it gives me goosebumps That's cool as shit. That's one mighty strong piece of rebar right there, but yeah, uh, yeah, that's true. But I love that. I just do. I think that's fucking cool. Now it should be sinking back into the ocean, though. <laughs> No, he's holding it up. He's holding it with his other hand, because watch, he's going to let go. Yeah. Oh, that's right. It falls right that's around him. That's pretty yeah. fucking cool right there. That's some good special effects right there, too. The flying... I, I like the flying stuff for the most part, and there's only one or two flying moments that that didn't work for me, but most of them look really sharp. And shouldn't this kid be just like, holy shit, Superman, awesome, awesome, <laughs> awesome. You know what I mean? He's just sort of like, all right, let's strap in. You know, okay, let's, oh, her head. nice. Her head. Look at her head. How do you know you didn't even look at her head? That's all right, I'll be back to twist your head off later. I'll put you in the right direction. Uh, you ever seen the sun? <laughs> I like that look on his face. Now I'm going to go kick somebody's ass. Now I'm going to go kick somebody's ass in a most boring fashion. This is, this is where I was really... I was sitting in the movie theater going, man, they just... They just, like, cheaped out on ideas, on sets. You know, this whole ending is... It, there's just nothing... The set doesn't do it for me. It looks just like... It looks sloppy. It, 
Well, I mean, come on. The whole thing with, uh, you know, Lex's plan. I mean, this is the, the, the prime real estate that he's creating. To, uh, it's come on. I mean, this doesn't look to me like it's conducive to, to, to growing potatoes. You know what I mean? People are going to live here. When he said, I see an old man's sick joke, I would have been like, old? I'm not that old. Right. <laughs> Fuck you. We're, we're all a lot younger in this movie, remember? The colors look funny. Colors are too muted. They could have scored some major brownie points with me if they'd have put a friggin' yellow S on the back of his cape. I hate that they didn't do that. Is your caved-in skull okay, Mommy? <laughs> Where are we? <laughs> my head's flat on top now, but I'm fine. I can't feel my legs. <laughs> yeah, we have to turn around. As if there's something we can do, actually, but there will be something. It's just like. They what I wonder. Well, I'm wondering why the why the kids like he'll die. It's like, really? I, at this point, I would probably think Lois would be like, I think Superman's got it, you know. <laughs> Well, oh, actually, they do know Lex's plan. That's right. He did the whole, like... See, and this is the whole tribute to Superman 2, but... Right. So what was that? He skinned his fingers? Is that what it was showing? It yeah. was hard to tell exactly what that was supposed to be there. Boot to the head. Ow. Can't tell what he's saying. Can you tell what he's saying in this part? I'm still Superman. I've got my subtitles on. <laughs> Oh, is that what he said? Yeah. But even without his powers, he shouldn't... I mean, he's still pretty built, you know? It seems like he'd still try to fight back. Of course, I guess the kryptonite's hurting him, though. It's not just taking away his powers, it's actually hurting him, too. Yeah, he's, like, being fucked up constantly. Right. Yeah. This part disturbs me very, very much. I yes. don't like this part. No, I don't. I, 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 I totally agree with you. I think it's just, uh, 
I mean, I know if, it's if I was a, disturbing. No, but you know, if I was, a, this movie's been pretty good for little kids up until this point. Right. Yeah. But this, this is, is the like, part where I wouldn't want a little kid to watch this. this. This, I think it's too much. This is like a mafia movie, or so. You know, this is the. Right. You know, I mean, a little. This would be really frightening to a little. The, Traumatic. The, the, yeah. Holding Superman's head in the water and then stabbing him, is. You know, pretty... I mean, I was traumatized as a kid in that cheesy ass nice rubber cape, David though. Wilson, you know, musical Superman in, you know, in 75 when he threw himself off a bridge. You know, I mean, this would have really messed me up as a kid. You know, Superman getting the tar beaten out of him and then stabbed. And uh, it's just I, I, I don't know. I just don't think this has a place in a, in a Superman movie and i i know what they were going for but i think it's a little too too far what was this movie rated do you remember was this pg-13 i'm not sure i think it was pg i don't think they would make a pg-13 superman movie i'd like to think i don't know they wouldn't. i can't yeah i'd like to think so too but i honestly can't remember I like that he's still trying to have some dignity there, though. He looks pissed right there, like he might try, like he wants to try to fight back, but just can't. You know, he's hurt. I like that. I like the. I like the the Luther spreading his arms like that. That's a. I mean, I this might have been able to been pulled off with some visual flair to it. With some, you know, there's just all sorts of things, you know. I don't know. I, I would have liked to have seen them come up with something a little more creative than, you know, beating that crap out of him and then stabbing him you know i mean yeah you know something a little a little if they were going to do it then you know and and oh you know so obviously homage superman the movie then you know do do the very similar thing of you know the kryptonite chain around the neck or you know forge forge actual chains out of kryptonite and throw it i don't know it's i that scene really bothers me. Maybe it's just simply seeing my hero get the shit kicked out of him like that, you know, and so indig and indignantly, but still it it is disturbing. I remember having that thought seeing this in the theater cuz I took my boys to see it, you know. What what year did this movie come out? Do you remember? I don't remember. 2000 Three or four, maybe five. Yeah, I'm Somewhere trying to remember if I took area. Logan. I have to ask him. I can't remember now that I think about it. I'm not sure that I took Logan to see this because he, he might have been, been pretty little. young. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I may not have, and Scotty probably would have been old enough where it wouldn't traumatize him or anything. But Logan, I'm not. I think I I think I went and kind of did the the litmus test, you know before I let him see it like I did with like say like Star Trek or something you know I wanted to see it myself first uh, before I exposed him to it because I'm particular in what I want them to see and especially with something like this you know iterations of characters you know 
wanted to make See, sure it was something. It's a good thing I don't approval. have kids. I, oh, I, my kids would be seeing all. I I wouldn't give a shit. They'd be watching John Carpenter's The Thing. I know people like that though. I know people who watch shows. You their... say that. You say no, that. No, but no, I was no. The same way before I had kids. I was no, like, no, oh, no, I'll no. let them do what they want. No, no. I'll, I've, you know, I... I'll let them do this and do that, and yeah, I won't be such a pussy. But it's no, no. different when once you actually have them, you you find yourself that you know. You, the you, only you, reason you, I wouldn't want my kids to swear is because it'll get me yelled at when they call me to when they get in trouble in school. <laughs> Otherwise, I want my kids with potty. I would want my kids. I don't know. I've known people who've like, um, who let their little kids watch the most insane horror movies, you know, from the youngest traumatized age. And those kids are fine. And, you know, it's all in how you present. I see, I don't believe that at all. I it's, don't believe that a kid can watch that horrible shit and be just perfectly fine. I well, think it because, takes a, well, because. Well, because. the whether well, because, it's immediately apparent or whether it takes their entire lives to, to come out. Nah. I think Trump's trauma and it, you know, it, it yeah, has but a, the thing is, the, the thing is, impact, you know, well, that's, that's if they're traumatized, but here's the thing is all the people, like I, I sat and watched a Friday the 13th movie with like a five, six, seven year old kid would have scared the hell out of me. But those movies that I used to see that scared the hell out of me, I was usually watching them alone or with other kids or something without an adult like supervising me in the room but the, these guys were like watching the movie with their kids and they were also like um pro they were big into making foam rubber you know gore effects and stuff so the kid had seen their dad making bloody stuff for halloween and stuff so they framed it as in you know Here's the part where they're gonna, where they're, you know, they blow up their head and they're, you know, and the kid's been prepped of like, you know, this is all fake and this is, you know, a, a silly story about, you know, and, and, and the kid's waiting to see people's heads get cut off because he's interested in it because his daddy makes, you know, things like that. I, I'm, I'm a, I'm basically like, if you're, if you have a good relationship with your kids, and you watch the stuff with them and engage them with it, and if they start getting absolutely, too I, I completely agree with you. you but there's you still boundaries. There's still things I don't want my yeah, yeah. kids exposed to. Oh yeah, to yeah, yeah. Well, age, yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah. You, you it's, just, it's that parental yeah, choice again. Yeah, and I got, you, I got to tell you, when we were sitting down to the Friday the Thirteenth, I was like, you know, I wasn't going to say anything because it's their kids, and and it's me too. But I was still thinking, ah, I don't know how what's this kid going to do through it. But the kid was laughing through it. If the kid was crying, they probably would have taken him out of the room and said, "There, there, Junior. You know, you know right. what? Not a whole hell of a lot has happened in this whole time that we've been blabbing on and tangenting no, I, in I, this I movie. It's just well, it, it, been like the, well, spinning it's like its I wheels said, said while we we're talking. It. There's so much downtime in this movie that I felt like we were probably going to be able to. You know, because we had discussed, you know, did we want to have any preamble or did we have any want to have any like post game wrap up when the movie was over? And I don't, I never felt like we really needed to because there's so much, there's so much downtime. Yeah, and this I mean, this part I like, I, I do like this, although it's a little bit. I mean, if he was really gonna go, you know, supercharge himself up, it seems like he would have gone right out to the sun. You know what I mean? But I still like the sentiment behind it. That yeah, yeah, you know, it's the it's idea behind it. I like it. I like that. 
I am Solar Man. And I like this shit. Yes. This, you know, coming down with this heat vision just a-blazing. See, again, it's 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 just a moment, you know, because they're about to ruin it for me with him. That's awesome. I love that shit. But, you know, now he's going to go down and it's going to be, you know, Superman lifts an entire continent of kryptonite out into space. I mean, come on. I mean, five minutes ago. Well, they're, 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 once again, they're mirroring the fact that he pulled the tectonic plates back together. In the you know. right, but th this part's just there's there's no no prizing this you know I mean how in the hell is he able to without the whole thing crumbling around him yeah well no that that I can that I can understand because again I think it comes down to that that tactile telekinesis I would love okay. to get Mike Bailey's take on that whole thing. But I, I think that's it's one of Superman's superpowers is the ability to hold shit together without it crumbling, you know, like buildings. I mean, you know, in the Silver Age, he would pick up an entire building and fly yeah. off with it. So he's picking it up yeah. and he's basically like he's like almost forming a net around it that lifts it exactly. up with equal, yeah. equal and it, pressure. And it's, a, it's a total subconscious superpower. He doesn't even realize yeah. well, it's like breathing he's doing or something. it or creating yeah. it when it happens, you know. I remember thinking about this way, way, way back when we were kids. Because remember, there's that fantastic two-part um, Fantastic Four story where the Gladiator comes to Earth. And the Gladiator is basically Superboy. And he comes and he kicks the shit out of the Fantastic Four. Do you remember that? Yeah. And there's the part where he's lifting up the Baxter building. And, and Reed Richards says, this is impossible. How is this building not collapsing when this guy picks up a cornerstone of the building? You know? And I've been thinking about that ever since we were kids. You know, how could Superman? Yeah. The weight up, of the like, building say, would powder it. It would just turn it yeah, to powder. Exactly. Yeah. And I loved it when, you know, in the, in the, I think it was in the, yeah, it was. It was in the 90s when they created the, the, they called him Superboy, but he wasn't Superman as a young man. He was a, a clone of Superman called Superboy. And one of his powers was he had the power of tactile telekinesis where he could actually hold together or destroy objects just by touching them. And I always thought that was great because it fed into that theory that I'd always had that somehow Superman was like, you know, like you said, creating like like an invisible, almost like a force field where he was holding shit together while he carried it with his super strength or his flight power or whatever. I love that. I, I think that's a perfect way to try to explain it, you know, in comic book science, you know. Oh, shit. <laughs> this is very like 2012, the movie. Run away from the big crack in the earth. That's the whole movie. I just saved you three and a half hours Thank of you. time. That's okay. I was not planning to watch that movie anytime soon. He had to throw her out of the friggin' helicopter. It would fly faster. Again, can't fault him on the special effects, but this is... I mean, I, I actually have trouble determining where I think this movie jumps the shark. Because every time I think, well, this is it, I could tune out of the movie at this point. I'd, There's I'd, still something come later on that I kind of like. Because the fall back to Earth, I think is, I like that part, mm -hmm. you know? 
but this is just it, it's completely ridiculous you know while I like the idea of Superman being this powerful you know he there's a moment here it's going to show where a shard of like a vein of kryptonite grows like right in his face yeah and it's like come on how how is he doing this where it, just a little while ago to stand in the presence of kryptonite robbed you know, him of everything looks, yeah yeah the only way i would buy this is he so supercharged well, that supercharged part, if he had actually flown, like, say, you know, again, you know, right to the sun or maybe even into the sun. And we saw him come away from the sun, like, glowing bright orange or something. And yeah. he was so fucking supercharged, you know, that he had the power to, like, whip back to Earth, fly down, pick up this continent, throw it out into space, you know. <laughs> That's, then I, uh, I would that, this. that last little paragraph that you just said would have probably cost about, like, $5 million. <laughs> That's probably why it never happened. Oh, what's What would be the difference between that, that and what and he's this. doing right here? Yeah. Speed all this up. Speed all this up to where that continent's just suddenly, like, being thrown out into space. See right there. Look at that. It's, it's growing right in his face. And kryptonite works... I think by like driving the the solar energy out of his cells and replacing it with a with like a poisoning you know it's it's like uh, radiation poisoning yeah so he shouldn't be so charged this just would be like me drinking a gallon of orange juice and then running into the Fukushima nuclear plant and shutting right, it all right. down and then running out real quick before the vitamin C <laughs> ran out in my orange right. juice <laughs> that's a neat shot I like, and I like the look on his face of where he's like oh wow ah. <laughs> all that said I do this part I do really yes. really I do like this I'm I could do Jesus. without the Christ imagery but I still do like it quite a bit and you know, as the as he you know he starts to burn in the in the re right there. Oh God, that's Jesus just... Christ, Superman! <laughs> that's pretty awesome. Yeah. Now I would think that an invulnerable uh, object dropped from orbit would be pretty much the equivalent of dropping a nuclear bomb on the city, and all no. it does is make like a nice little Superman shaped depression in the in the middle no, of central park no he reaches you re, you only reach terminal you only go for so fast you only reach he's he's not fallen any faster or harder than if he jumped off the top of a building he's he's only you only reach a certain speed after a certain you sure about time. that yes it's called terminal velocity well i understand terminal velocity but i'm just saying i mean you know they 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 you know, scientists are all the time finding these meteors out in space and saying, you know, this this object is the size of a Volkswagen, yet if it hits the Earth, you know, it'll destroy half the planet. Well, what the fuck is the difference between that and Superman falling out of orbit and smashing into the Earth? You would think it would cause a hell of a lot more damage than just a, a, a you know, it's not that big a crater, is it? I don't know. I'm not a scientist and I don't play one on TV. I'm just saying it seems like it should cause more damage than that. And and at this point this movie should have about 5 more minutes left on it. The whole super right. the whole Superman in the hospital bit was just like I was just like I don't know. I don't know about Superman in a hospital. What are you going to do to him? You know. Oh, I like this part. 
the problem is, but, like you say, yeah, there's five more do? minutes, and I think there's more like like thirty five more minutes is the problem. Well, that's the thing. It's like, what you know? What... He's got a coke bottle stuck in him. I like that. Right out of the old comics. How did they get his costume off of him? Yeah. And why is his cape still stuck on him? Because it's like I like that. They can't. Rubber. They can't shock his heart. I like that part a lot. It just feeds back. Yeah. Yeah. He's dead. Et yeah, is dead. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. His curls yeah, on God. sideways. <laughs> can't believe I'm laughing at Superman being dead. Because he's not dead. It's just... That was fast. See how fast they got the new windows in the Daily Planet? Yeah. Holy shit. I've worked at places that have had windows smashed, and I know it takes a lot longer than that. As a matter of fact, and not it, to mention every window in the fucking city got exactly, destroyed. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. Is uh, you know, Daily Planet's the first place they fix. I don't know about that. Lois, we're gonna have to spin our wheels for another twenty minutes in this movie. All the major <laughs> threats have been <laughs> conquered. There's really nowhere else to go in any interesting direction at this point. You know, as 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 someone who's Cut that kid's hair, Jesus. They can't. <laughs> you know, I would have loved it if the dad was like falling to the ground like in Hook when the little kid draws the picture and Robin Williams is falling without a parachute. You remember that part? In which movie? That's the in Hook. Remember? Oh, you haven't seen. I have Hook. not I seen have... Hook yet. Oh, keep forgetting you haven't seen that movie. I have it downloaded, so I'm all ready. So we'll do a hook show sometime. Need, Although, yeah, we need a, to hook do a hook show. Watching what I, the few minutes I watched of it, it looks like it might be a more of a Christmas time sort of show. It has that sort of Christmas, wintry. Don't Christmas let me forget. Vibe. Yeah, I, I definitely want to cover it. that because I I like that movie a lot. Well, I'm looking forward to it because it's a Spielberg movie I've never seen, so it's, yeah. it'll be a nice little treat. But you that know, movie speaks to me at a lot of levels. As as somebody who's watched a lot of movies, went to film school, edited my share of things, I just wonder what the, you know, when you're the filmmaker and you're sitting in the editing room at the editing block cutting this movie and you're like, you know, I mean, it's a Superman movie. Okay, you're supposed to be invested in the characters and care about what happens to them. But at this point, all the important elements of the Superman movie are are tied up and you know and and you know there's little stupid things like is he gonna live and all that but that's stupid everybody knows he's not gonna die at the end of the superman movie so this is all just wheel spinning and stuff it's all just momentum going away well, you don't, don't really understand know that though. You, you don't, don't really you, know that you don't really know that but come on they're not gonna you know i mean 
maybe not kill him as impermanent, but this is the end of the movie. They killed him in the comics. I mean, of course, they brought him back, yes, but they right. killed him in the comics. So, you know, there is the possibility that he would die, and that's how this movie would end, and then the next movie could possibly be, you know, all right, how do we bring him back? You know, search for Spock, you know, type of shit. Yeah, so, I just you know, did, I Watching didn't... this, no, did I think he was really going to be dead? No, I didn't, but... It would have been an interesting direction. They they could have almost assured themselves of a sequel, you know, because in a way it is it is kind of a shame that there's not going to be a sequel to this movie, because despite all of my problems with them, and they are many. Well, they could have just kept going on and somebody. Yeah, somebody could have come up with a better script and, you know, and and he could have tightened up on, you know, this movie really just could have used a lot of tightening up and and you know he's a good director but he it Man, was, she looks you, a lot like natalie portman right there yeah she does you could have totally you know it, he just never committed to what he wanted to do with this movie to what he wanted to capture for the feel of it it never really fully went out to it so by this point by this point, I was kind of, you know, you know, the, the reality of this movie had set into me and I was just like, and the whole thrill from the beginning was gone. And I was just like, Jesus Christ, wrap it up. It's like the end of uh, Lord of the Rings. But at least the Lord yeah. of the Rings West, took for- He's got super hearing. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to run after. I was just saying, you don't, she doesn't have to whisper. He's got super hearing. I'm sorry, Lord of the Rings what now? It's like the end of the Lord of the Rings where it's just like, you know, come on, wrap it up and get it get it over. Yeah, that's yeah, I'll agree with you there. The Lord of the Rings, wait. at least people were thrilled by that movie and they were invested in nine hours of it at that point. So, okay, maybe they wanted to, you know, some of the people. I, I don't know. By the end of the Lord of the Rings, I was like m- mostly thinking about how I really wanted to piss. And I think a lot of other people were because the bathroom <laughs> was packed after it. But, you know, I was... would not have been the least bit surprised if they had sang the Yub Yub song at the end of Return of the King because, yeah, they... holy shit, does that, does that trilogy mirror the Star Wars trilogy for me? Because I, I thought that the last movie, it was it was good and it had its moments, but man, is it the Return of the Jedi of the series because I loved the second one. The Two Towers, I thought, was a fucking great oh, yeah. movie. And, it's because... and, and, it, and it sucked me in enough to where I actually went to the theater to see the last one, and I was like, wow, that's it? It's and it just... took, like you say, forever for that goddamn movie to finish. Well, it had like nine endings to it, literally. It was just like, it, it, to <laughs> yeah. the, it was like um, AI, AI, yeah, you know, it was just like, oh, oh, oh wait, there's another ending. <laughs> No, I like oh, AI. Oh, wait, there's another ending. Yeah, I do too. But it did. Like that that, that movie had like three or four endings too, you know? That would be hard for, you know, to stand out there like that, just amongst the crowd and you can't go in and say anything. Now this this is just stupid. I would say three hundred and every house of your blood for a 
quart of gasoline wouldn't get you that far in a helicopter. That is a completely ridiculous ending. <sighs> well, Luther gets his plot of land. He gets his ocean. Yeah, he does have his beachfront property, that's yep. for sure. Yep. Oh, she just gave him the eyes. You yes, see that? Yes, she did. Yes, she did. She gave him the eye and the smirk. Yeah, emergency. He's gone. Get up here quick. He's gone. Come on, everybody. Come on and look at the empty bed. It's an emergency. He didn't pay his hospital bill. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what would be funny is if you saw Superman flying around with his ass hanging out of a hospital gown. <laughs> <laughs> holding the holding the holding an IV. <laughs> He flies off in the, in the IV holders trailing behind him. That he's like five great. miles down the road, and he's like, I feel a draft. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, Lois looks really... You know, those glasses actually make her look younger. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Damn, she's hot right there, though. She looks like it's this. It's not like, that she's not attractive. That's for sure. No, she looks like this girl that I used to work with. But that girl was like twenty-two years old. Her hands. She's definitely got like some some older veiny hands working there. But uh, no, it's not selling me. Hey, that's breaking in there, okay? Exactly. It's a little creepy. Little creepy. Superman, let's talk alimony. How about that? <laughs> Back child support. Exactly. Child support. Literally, hey, that's a, that's a concern, right? He's like Santa Claus. He can just, you know, he can he can just pop in whenever he wants to, wherever he wants to. I like this part until he speaks, and then it's just, ugh. Well, I know what they're trying to do. They're trying to do the, you know, they're trying to do, he's playing Jor-El now, you know. Yeah, he's, it's he's, all full circle, but I just don't like forced. this part at all. It's forced. It's, yeah, completely forced, Yes. Yeah, I don't. I, uh, uh. <laughs> I think he needs to take a super paternity test. I yeah. Although I, I guess it, it look at the kid and tell whether he has. I smell Tony in him or not, but I smell a Montel episode, and the baby <laughs> is. Not yours. Yeah, in your face, Lois. <laughs> yeah, suck it, bitch. Who's my super baby daddy? You don't hear the audience. Boo, you don't know me. You don't know me. Drop that hero and get yourself a... Uh... 
<laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, enough with the cigarette thing already. Yeah, well, that was a, it, it was a good gag in the first one, but by here, Lois really should be over her cigarettes, you know, especially having a, having a kid usually can... Were you just in my house? <laughs> wait, 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 wait. <laughs> There's this thing we humans do called knocking on the door. <laughs> Superman doesn't do that. You're lucky you don't have a hole punched through your wall, Lois. <laughs> yeah, she's lucky she didn't get a hole punched in her through her uterus when the kid gave birth. Lucky it wasn't a replay of the movie <laughs> Alien. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Good night, Lois. I know you're going to come back to me because, well, I'm fucking Superman. <laughs> <laughs> Your husband flies a plane? That's cool. No, no, it's cool. I'm not saying nothing. It's cool. Yeah, it's a plane. That's great. How fast that plane go? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and 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 he probably takes you up, and you just hang on to the wing of the plane and fly around, right? No, you don't. Oh, geez, that's too bad. <laughs> at least, at least he's got a tape deck in that pl plane that plays. Can you read my mind, right? No, he doesn't. Oh uh, well. <laughs> that's cool. Mm-hmm. I could have done with a little more of that in the movie too. Just a little bit more of him just enjoying flying around. When I see, every time I see this scene, I think I did that. <laughs> I didn't. I wasn't moving forward like that. But like, his positioning. Well, not here, but like when he was in those clouds, as just. Yeah, this Ooh, is a. This, this is a perfectly good ending to the movie, but it should have just come like 40 minutes ago. Really. <laughs> Honestly. Hey, Jeffrey Wetzel. He, he invented that Wetzel's pretzels thing, right? Yeah, yeah. Sure he did. Parker Posey can't lose. <sighs> well, that was a mixed bag. <laughs> well, now I remember why whenever I watch this movie, I watch the airplane part and then I pop a good DVD in. I mean, honestly, I love the airplane part, but, you know, that that's pretty much. Ooh, Mon Monique Dykstra. I wonder if she's related to uh, what's his name? Dykstra. John Dykstra, I'll bet you. John Dykstra, yeah. I Not like that horrible, they dedicated just it to his not... wife, too. Yeah. Was she dead by that point? I guess she must have been dead by that point. Was she dead? I didn't know that she died. Not I just dead. figured they... Oh, yeah, she's it. dead a while now, but I don't remember what year she died. I can't remember how she died. Didn't she? I think she died of cancer. Oh, Jesus think. Christ. Yeah, I know. Sound I, I mixer, remember. salty brin cat. <laughs> That's weird. It's almost like Salty Brine, the way it's spelled. That's a weird name. <laughs> Best boy, Adolf Hitler. 
Space what Adolf movie Hitler. has that in it? I forget. Is it Blazing Saddles? It might have been either. It's some... either <coughs> it might have been um, Kentucky Fried Movie. It was one of those. Yeah. yeah. One of those movies. Yeah. Or Airplane. It could have been. It might have very, very well been Airplane because yeah. Airplane was the first one that started. Uh, P.K. Hooker. I wonder if he's related to T.J. <laughs> and ter- P.K. Hooker and Terry Garcia. Now, those are two <laughs> fake names if I ever heard of them. Those are just like some guy got his friend to work there and said, just don't give them your real names, okay? And they're like, all right, write your names down so we can get them right. I'm PJ Hooker. I'm Terry Garcia. <laughs> those are fake names, man. I'm sorry. Having those two right next to each other, it just says fake, says fake to me. But, yeah, I think those airplane movies were the first ones where they even, you know, moved the gags into. I remember, like, whenever a new movie by those guys came out, you had to stay and read the credits because there were, as the credits went on, there were more and more ridiculous jokes. Unlike this one, which has only had one good ridiculous joke. <laughs> Jesus Christ, it's like employing a small city. <laughs> Two assistants for Brian Singer must be nice. Kevin Spacey's oh they oh they all got their own assistants. Jesus H Christ. <laughs> oh, I'm almost sad it's over. I was kind of just enjoying just hanging out and shooting the shit. And this was another one. I was, I, I think I was one of like three or four people in the theater when I saw this. It was really sad. The, um, the theater that's down the street from me is. I don't know how it stayed afloat. In these Kevin last Flynn, transport, transport cap- captain Kevin Flynn. Flynn lives. That was pretty cool. Yeah, I went to. Um, I'm pretty. I'm almost positive I went to like premiere night when this came because usually if it's if it's I one that I care enough to go see yeah. it, yeah, yeah, I can't imagine I didn't go to premiere night for this. Yeah, I, I, I walked away just a swirl of emotions after seeing this movie. It was one of those things where I rode my bike to it, and I love coming out of a great movie and riding my bike home because I'm all pumped up. And especially like a Superman movie, because you're pumped up and you got the Superman music in your. But I remember walking out of it good. <sighs> yep. <laughs> it was sort of yeah. working so right there at first, and then what happened? You know, I'm definitely not satisfied. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I, I love the effects, but I'm I'm serious, dude. It is high time to see Superman doing some serious, I want to see him fight somebody on his power level, you know, while I'm not at all happy that they're going with general Zod for the next movie, because come on, let's face it. It's been done and it was done infinitely better than they're ever going to be able to do it again. In my opinion, while I'm not happy with that, at least it does give me some small bit of hope that we'll see some serious collateral damage and buses you know. throw. Yeah, I mean, imagine yeah. the Superman two fight with our technology, and that Superman two fight though, 
was pretty impressive. It still looks, it's still pretty good, you know, when they chuck the boss yeah. and, and stuff like that. It's still pretty exciting. Yeah. <coughs> but imagine if you get rid of that, you know, the look of when they would toss something, it looked like something was on, 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 um, wires, wires yeah. and it would, it would do that weird, you know, sort of fluid movement with, you know, CGI. Right. And what I liked about this was the CGI was really good, but it didn't have that whole, like, this is a cartoon look to it. You know, it was, right. it was CGI mixed with reality. So it didn't, you know, it didn't look like a, you're watching a cartoon, which takes all reality out of it. You know, they, they really worked hard to keep it looking, keeping it real, man. Jesus Christ. How many people worked on this goddamn movie? <laughs> I don't know that I've seen. Uh, hey, there's Joe Dom Holy. <laughs> Have we seen uh, Siegel and Schuster, Schuster in there? Well, I know, I know, the they were at the beginning. Yeah. And I also liked how the comics, the first comic, started out with somebody opening action number one. What the fuck, Clark's third? What is that all about? I don't know what that was but, all about. Well, is it? it uh, I was gonna say it's one of the laws of, laws of robotics, but that was Isaac Asimov who wrote the laws of robotics. Don't know. Oh, no animals were harmed. Thank it's filmed God in Australia. That. That's weird. Oh, 2006. Oh, so this is later than I thought. Yeah. Yeah. I could not remember what uh, what year that was supposed to be. Oh, Superman wasn't an actual person? What? Heresy. Ah, well, it's all over. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed it. I I, I I enjoyed it. I mean, it's always worth sitting through for the for the hell or for the. Uh, I always want to call it the helicopter sequence, the the airplane sequence for me. Space but uh, goddamn, it's not a long movie. Well, yeah, you know, whether you enjoyed the movie or not, I hope you enjoyed us blabbing over it. Even though we we tangented a little bit, but I like to think that maybe those tangents maybe made the viewing experience a little better for you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like to think of us as helpers, you know, attention helpers, <laughs> hamburger helpers. I'm going to go help myself to a piss because I got to go like a racehorse. All right. Well, that's a good way to, to, to exit this. Uh... <laughs> TMI. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm going to, I'm going to go cast some of my urine into the sun. <laughs> Did you know you can sponsor an episode of this or any other of your favorite Two True Freaks affiliated shows? That's right. Simply click the PayPal link on our website, donate any amount at all, tell us which show you're choosing and what message, if any, you'd like us to read on your behalf, and you will be an official sponsor of that show's very next episode with your message read in the show's opener. It's that easy. And there is no minimum donation. Be a show sponsor today.
you ever find yourself going to Amazon.com and uh, buying some record or movie or some stupid thing that two true freaks have been talking about so that you can catch up on it or you've been reminded of it or something? Well, now, how about this? Instead of going to Amazon.com, go to twotruefreaks.libsyn.com and follow our link to Amazon.com. When you do that, if you buy something over at Amazon, we get a little cut out of it, which is awesome because we love money and it won't cost you a thing. Visit our website at twotruefreaks.libsyn.com. Two True Freaks is always spelled T-W-O-T-R-U-E-F-R-E-A-K-S. Libsyn is spelled L-I-B-S-Y-N. You can email Two True Freaks directly at twotruefreaks at gmail.com. Join our forum at forumforgeeks.com where you can discuss all of the shows on our feed with us and your fellow listeners. You can find Two True Freaks on Facebook. Just search for Two True Freaks. Dumbass. And hey, you can friend me, Scott Gardner, on Facebook too. My name is spelled S-C-O-T-T-G-A-R-D-N-E-R. You can friend me on Facebook too, if you can find me. Now available, Two True Freaks t-shirts. See our website for details. Two True Freaks is a very proud member of the Comics Podcast Network. You can check that out at www.comicspodcast.com, where you can hear our new episodes when we put them up. We are also members of the League of Comic Book Podcasts. For more information, visit comicbooknoise.com league. If you ever leave your house and you actually have friends, why don't you tell them about Two True Freaks? Thanks for listening, and join us every Monday for new episodes of Two True Freaks. Two True Freaks has been brought to you today by Damanzo Corps of Milan, Italy, and by the letters F and U.